exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sense media. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I am... In studio with a whole bunch of invisible people right now. It's awesome. But we do have somebody coming in. We have uh, Luke. Was it Luke? Oh, no. Kelly. 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 Kelly from Left Hand. Uh, wait, Left Hand Hemp. What is it called? Come on, give me names. Left Hand Hemp. <laughs> Left Hand Hemp. There right. we go. Hempcrete is what we're going to be talking about with Kelly. And uh, it's one of those subjects which a lot of people get their ears perk up when they hear it because they're like, hey, wait a minute. I know what concrete is, <laughs> and, and I know what hemp is, but it doesn't really make sense together. So we're going to talk about the implications of how this stuff can just revolutionize building here in America and worldwide. Um, we're also going to have, uh, let's see, KTI possibly in the studio if his car ever gets fixed. We'll see. I mean, who knows? Um, we also have Paul coming in, our reggae from the reggae crew, to talk about his Sundays here. And just chop up a little bit, a little bit. And it was a week of another trade show here. There was the seed to sale NCIA thing, which I did not even waste my time going down to because everybody that I talked to is like, don't waste your time. $800 to walk the floor there, dude. I was like, are you out of your minds? God, what, what is going on? So it was all noobs, super noob, noob city was what it was. It was noobs training noobs how to be noobs. So didn't miss much there. But Nice to see a few people. I saw David Tran from Dope Magazine here in Very town. Nice. We're, we were supposed to do a party, but we didn't, he couldn't get his shit together. So he ended up driving around on a looper bus all day. So. Fun. I was like, dude, you could have brought the, all those 50 people over to here, and we could have raged. Could have raged. Bro. I haven't been on one of those yet. Have you been on the looper bus yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because it's, it's like the fact that that's legal is but that's it. Like, that's the only thing. And it costs over $100,000 to build that. So for him to build a $120,000, you know, uh, RV, basically, well, not even RV, it's actually a real proper, a proper, uh, proper fucking bus. And what's cool about the looper bus is he actually got permission from the city to stop at any bus stop he's allowed and pick people up. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, that's pretty dope, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... Because that's it just opens the door to like reality that he can just like pull up. You could yeah. so you could tell him, hey, I'm at this bus stop at so and so, and he won't get in trouble. So I think that was huge. That would that would to me was a big accomplishment. But it just blew my mind that that's the considered. And it's so and he has like his bud tender, which is his bus tender. So bus oh. tender, ooh, upgrade, right? Yeah. But it's like working on a boat or something because you're just constantly in flux and you're trying to like you know do that can never get a good dab on a bus when you're driving around. <laughs> I was it's about like, to say. That's... It's always like one of these things, too, where you're like about to hit it, and then brum, brum, you hit the butt. Oh, man. It's, all, it's very hard. So, But it's cool. It's a very dope interior on that thing. It's like he went all out. Nice. He went all out. And how was your week, Mr. MTI? Uh, it was good, man. Uh, 
you do some of your other podcasts that are more fun than mine? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the ones I don't fall asleep at. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Uh, yeah, I do the Brothers Bear podcast every week, uh, brothersbrer.com. Uh, we're just, we just talk crap, and it's kind of funny. I, I actually, you know, I do listen to them sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah, we're, be... we're terrible. Nah, I don't say. Uh, you know, it's it's always fun to watch other podcasts because right. I realize, like, you know, some some of them I, I feel like, yeah, I could jump in on this discussion in a heartbeat and make sure some, make sense. And there's other ones where I'm like, wow, these people are on their own entirely different tip <laughs> in this world. So it's uh, there's room for everybody, right. in this industry, absolutely. Um, but in but in general, it's uh, you know, whenever I watch you guys are are pretty much like just doing what we all do shoot the shit you know yep and uh make something out of it for sure how many people how many listeners you got on those uh not a lot well come on i think we have like 58 subscribers and then like we probably have some randos throw in there like two to ten maybe live streaming that listen to it you know so hey that's good enough yeah start we're not gabby look at our numbers we're not we're not crazy oh no we're this is good i always feel good when i leave here because i'm like oh man no there's a bunch of people listening to this thing right well good we have we do this all for spring hill jack you know that that's pretty much the whole reason this is this whole thing is based on the fact that you know once once uh john doe radio oh that's who's gonna tim martin might be dropping in oh cool so just to beat him up a little bit but he's also he actually posted a pretty cool post did you see that post he did um about the c dot so he was driving down. Oh the, yeah, 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 yeah. And he saw the seventy, no, forty-seven deaths mm-hmm. from cannabis this year on the road. Right, that's what the sign they have, basically. Right. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. Prove that first of all. You know what I mean? And the fact that that's like now they're like considering traffic deaths when somebody has cannabis in their system. That's like okay. So a month, like uh, two weeks ago, they smoked a joint. They got no car accident. Got sideswiped by some asshole. Kills them. Now that's a cannabis death. You know what I mean? It's like right. that guy was drunk who who crashed into him probably. You know, so right. it's like no. So he called. I mean, he'll tell this. I'll let him. I won't take all his glory, but he literally called and they basically told him a bunch of crap. So I told him if he wants to come here and vent, do it. Absolutely. So he'll be here a little bit later in the show. Cool. No, yeah, I saw that. that yeah, I thought that sign was ridiculous. There's a lot of backlash. I saw a lot of people talking about it because just, that's just kind of stupid. Well, you know, it's just perpetuating myths that are, you know, literally that. They're myths and they've been debunked on multiple occasions. It's like when cannab- It's like when uh, they have the breathalyzer now in California. It's like that's going to cause a lot of bullshit too because at yeah. the end of the day, I have a feeling it's – it can't tell you how high you are. All it can tell you is I don't think there's anything that's gonna be like you that. If you got yeah. it, if you you know maybe by percentages like in your saliva at that moment, it could maybe say, well, yeah, you definitely smoked within the last five or six hours. But you can't. Oh, what are you doing? What's going down? Because he's got the mic now, dude. He's got a mic in his hand. He's he's don't worry. Oh, yeah, we're good. He's, he's getting ready ready for his solo. Um, Anyway, I don't even know what I was just talking about. No, he was just telling me to go sit down, but I was, not you. Yeah, I was not like, you. yeah, I don't want to sit down. Okay. No, no, he's too casual. He's got to work. He's working. Yeah, I'm working. And uh, well, no, we have no KTI to talk to, but we do have Josh, who was sick last week, so we only had so we had different cameras. Actually, we didn't even set your cameras up this week. Huh? You came down here for nothing. No, we got one over there. We, is that, oh, is that, oh, we don't. Is ha- we don't have the one we usually use. And, uh, yeah. Oh, we upgraded. Complete yeah, upgrade. Complete double, upgrade. Complete yes. and double upgrade. Yeah. Good People job. People notice how uh, how uh, black your beard is with the new camera. Yeah. Well, they can't see the gray. It's from so far away. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Blackbeard. You know, it's because I blend into the so heist. Right. Yeah. I can just morph into a sign or something. Like, oh. It's like black <laughs> and true black. Like, like you I'm know? disappearing. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, so, Josh, you were sick, huh? You got the flu. Did you get the flu? Oh my God! Are you here? What are you doing in here? People are dying. Like just I know, dude, have a seat, bro. They, uh, listen to yourself. Listen right, to your right, own. Right. Listen to your own thing. Why not? Why not? Uh, so did you get hit hard? Because that's the thing. I'm ter- like this is the first year I've ever been. I wouldn't say scared, but I'm because de- I have a five. I have a, like a almost a six year old, but he's in school. So every day he comes home from school, I'm like, Are any kids sick in your class? Anybody? And he's yeah. like, No. I'm like, Okay, because I'm just waiting for like the. The wipeout. Man, I got pretty ill, and, and I hear that it was, like, really it's, brutal nationwide, like, um, I think which in, is pretty crazy. I like think somewhere down south, everything. like, in, I don't know if it was Georgia or one of those states had, like, 24 deaths. I was like, what? You know, it's like, that's a lot. That's insane. <laughs> and it was like, you know, a couple of young kids and a lot of old people, really, is what it came down to. Yeah. So that's where I got scared. I'm like, oh, shit, I got a fucking prime target right there. <laughs> and we actually, like, he didn't go to school today because he had a cough, and I was kind of like, all right not letting you get down that rabbit hole so yeah. it's like he's got no fever right now you got a cough there it's half go. a day anyway you're staying home <laughs> yeah <laughs> like might as well any way to keep him from getting contaminated yeah protect those kids because uh yeah it's brutal this year like you're saying it's like fucking i've mm-hmm. i've never heard of such a i had no idea and uh, well, i was suffering and then i told a couple of people and yeah. they're relating all these stories about how these kids like you, you can't take them into the hospital unless they're like about to die or something basically and mm-hmm. pretty rough well, you made it. But, you survived. Yeah, I'm alive. How Things much? You still on antibiotics or what? No, no. Did you no, do no. any of that kind of crap? Uh, well, you know, I just got off of antibiotics for the surgery thing. Oh yeah, you're. It's fucked. been a rough couple of months. You're <laughs> just a big. You're just yeah. Well, that's the thing that you probably because didn't have much resistance because you because of that. Yeah, yeah. That's so, what I was thinking too. I'm a complete anti antibiotic guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally don't like it. I'm like. I'm with it's you. weird because it, it just subliminally for years I never did it. Like it was like, oh yeah, I've got to do these. Fuck that, I ain't doing that. And I just mm-hmm. like would fight off shit for years. And I think it's good. I think it's for the better because it's one of those. As long as you can keep your fucking uh, resistance up and you have, yeah. like, you actually have an immune system, then you're good. Yeah. The minute you give it all wimpy, hey, antibiotics, you just fuck yourself. You, you, can't, you, you can't ignore antibiotics. You fuck your biome up, and then you're, no, and then that's for sure. well, you're you have no. Uh, no homeostasis at that point. Mm-hmm. You're you're not you're out of, you're out of balance, and you lose all your gut bacteria. That's what it's you, all about, bro. It's about bacteria. your gut bacteria. And it, Indeed, it's it's kind of interesting because it's like you know it all crosses over into plant world also. Where once you understand that that's how everything works, it's all microbial, you know, because it's like internal microbes. Definitely can see that, um, and then like the plants are basically just like external stomachs. Like they don't have a stomach, so their external yeah. stomach is the microbes, which are breaking it all down. Yeah, roots and then in the stomach. There. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago too, where it's like you know the, the weird thing is, is that you, you know, like you know how those ants uh, get the they get parasites that can control their brains. You know those things, like zombie ants. Yeah, you know that story, oh, right? Yeah, okay, so sort of, we're like zombie people with these microbes that control a lot of stuff. Like mm. they can they actually because of the whole, you know, you're. Your two brains, right? Your gut brain and your yeah. and your brain brain. Yeah. But your gut brain is actually, I mean, not that it's controlling all your functions, but it's kind of controlling the thing controlling the functions. You know what I mean? It is. So so if it's weird because when you think about that, you're like, okay, so these little fucking bacterias that are fucking cruising around, just like, they're like, hmm, we need 
we need salt. And all of a sudden you're like, I need salt. Yeah. Yeah. And you feed them salt, you know? That's how it works. So, um, and that's, the, that's what you need to tap in as a grower is you need to kind of get in on that communication. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people, that's when people, you know, they find out that they're good growers because all of a sudden they're like, oh, that, yeah, the plant needed that. So it kind of told me, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know the language. You know, it's like, oh, well, there is a language there. It's subtle, but it's there. And it's literally, it's being like, so for, from the grower's point of view, it's having the, the ability to pick it up. And from the plant's point of view, it's when it's in its natural setting, like organically, it's really easy to learn. Not easy, but it's direct when yeah. it's synthetics and hydro, it's really based on kind of whatever formula you're using. And then they, they can give you signals. But yeah. it's a muted signal because of the fact that it's not, it's not doing it naturally. It's actually being, the expressions are, are forced. See, this is something that's pretty interesting to me, too, you know. And um, from what I've seen... Kelly, Kelly has entered the building. Oh, cool. There we go. We're concreted up. <laughs> from what I've yeah, seen... Tell him whenever he feels it. You, you add, Give like... Him, we got water for him, too. You add some sort of like um, agent, and then you feed the sugars or microbes to that yep. agent in order to. I, I don't know about this process so much. Exactly so that. Like it's the same as like say a good example is earthworms, right? Mm-hmm. So earthworms are going to produce, uh, uh, you know, castings, right? So that's going to feed the plants, okay. right? Um, so you feed the worms what you want to feed the plants, so that they produce more phosphorus-based or more nitrogen-based, or you know, that, and that's that's one way to look at it. So you're kind of like. The same with your with your gut bacteria. So yeah. you're you're feeding it the right stuff. When you go on antibiotics, you kill off everything, mm-hmm. and so you have to start all fresh again. And during that that period is is when it's you know hit and miss too. Like not everything works. So you'll take in you know be eating a yogurt and you'll be trying all these different yeah. probiotics. Yeah, exactly. And some stuff will just like with um, so in plants it's mycorrhizals and stuff at the rootlet zone. So yeah. we will put those in, and then they attach themselves to the roots. And then they signal back and forth. So one is telling the other, like, hey, I need, I need more of this. Mm-hmm. So they produce more. And it's, it's just crazy because it's, like, it's so finite. Um, everything is, everything is uh, you know, pr- amazingly uh, so interactive. And when you cut off that by doing everything synthetically, then you kind of, like, you, you know, it's up to you at that point. Yeah. So yeah. welcome to the studio. Such a, such a, on the, I mean, on the fly, right? We're, like. Boom, show. You're that's like, what, right. when, what month? You're like, now. How's it going? Now. Hey, that's how I got here. Excellent. <laughs> so a welcome, Kelly, from Left Hand Hemp. Thank you. Um, where were you coming from? You're at DIA, I heard. So is that dropping people off or picking um, people actually, up or um, yourself? Or? So we got lucky enough to get mentioned, I guess, in the New York Times last week. Oh, I awesome. don't know how. That's, nice. how. that's why we have you here, dude. We were of in course, you know, you know that we knew that. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I get a call from a... Um, podcaster from new york who was going to be out here wednesday through friday and i just got back in town uh-huh. yesterday I was supposed to meet with him yesterday and then that didn't work out so uh he was on his way out and he's like come to the airport and we'll do a podcast from there oh cool so you're so this is like you're like one of those celebrity podcast guys that today who's just like i gotta go to another podcast <laughs> i guess to the sure. next podcast to be at <laughs> Sorry, gentlemen. Well, that's cool. So um, what was the mention in the in the New York Times about, obviously, about hempcrete, I would assume. Right. But. So the whole article was about hempcrete and, um, you know, the United States being a little bit behind and how great hemp is for a construction material. So 
I was just reading it. I saw it posted on Facebook, and I was like, left-hand hemp. And I was like, what? You know, right. so. That's awesome. And was they mentioning you or quoting you, or what were they doing? Is it? Was uh, they-, they were just mentioning us and uh, having you know finished the last or the first permitted building in hemp or in Denver built yeah. out of hempcrete. They oh were yeah, kind of focused on that, of course. And um, so, where, so where's that building? What's the deal with that whole that whole? Uh, that building is over near Stapleton. Uh-huh. Um, and basically, it was uh, we were at NoCo last year, and a gentleman approached us about uh, building his dream workshop that he'd had in his head for 10 years. And, uh, once he discovered hempcrete, he's like, that's the way I knew I wanted to go. So we worked with him from April until October when we actually, uh, raised the building and then, uh, you know, did the hempcrete workshop there. That's awesome. Right. And, and, uh, so is this, so it's a finished project already or? Yeah, it's done. Um, I awesome. don't, it, the hempcrete's done. That's all yeah. I guarantee yeah, the, when I bring the workshop. So I don't know if he's got, I don't think he's got the plaster on yet, but gotcha. it's in the works. Awesome. So that, so, um, is there like grand opening sort of schedule for that one or? Um, I don't think so. No, no. It was kind of like, Hey, we did, and then it went away. You think, so, so once it's done, you don't think they're going to have a big, they should pull, well, they should, you know, promote that hard because sure. it's going to be one of the, I mean, and, and you know, the, the cool part about hempcrete, in my opinion, is, and it's weird because, like, uh, well, I think it was in 1995, we, we kind of, like, uh, we did a hempcrete project in Amsterdam at our place. So we had my, had a new shop, big empty space, and we're like, okay, we're going to get those French guys up here, and we're going to make some hempcrete walls and kind of, like, have so we can point at it when we're trying to sell people. Hey, look, hem, hempcrete, you know. And it was interesting because when we did it, um, those original... French guys that were doing it had like a really dense formula. Like it was so dense that it took so much product to do just a small, we did a little test wall, like about two and a half feet or something like that. And we were Mm -hmm. like calculating like, Oh my God, we're going to need so much to do this. So we kind of toned it down because it was interior and Mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily no weight was going to be on it or anything. Kind of fluffed it up a bit, <laughs> added a lot more hemp herds. We were like, ah, we got to thin this stuff down, make it. But it was still, we, we were there for 93 to 2010, so we were, or 95 to 2010, so we were like 23 years. And you could just see how the walls literally, I mean, they were in perfect condition, but also even the exposed parts that we left, because some of it we, we painted, mm-hmm. but the part that we left unexposed had already hardened. Had, you know, we were starting, we're almost, we were over the 20-year mark, and the stuff was just starting to harden up, and it wasn't outside where it's going to get a lot more, you know, CO2 sequestering or whatever. But you could see that the process was starting. It's like, mm. oh, this is awesome, you know, because, uh, and I was waiting for hempcrete to catch on because of the fact that it blew my mind in the beginning. And then it also is such a applicable thing, especially in Colorado where they have all these fires. Um, it should almost be mandatory that you build your house out of hempcrete. If you live in a fire zone, just so you know that you could always come back and just add the you know, put a new roof on it and be back in action right, instead man. of like starting yeah, from scratch enough. every time. So, um, two things about that one, I, I had given, um, the homeowner, the fire resistivity ratings, uh, from some tests in Canada. Okay. And, um, I, I wasn't there for the communication between him and the code department, but they didn't accept them. They just said, yeah. move the building away from a small wood fence. Like the wood fence is the yeah. biggest part of their worries, but um, right. so we just moved it. I mean, that's how we got around code for Denver. But the fire resistivity, they didn't believe it, or they just didn't. You know, it's like one of those things where, well, it's not like it wouldn't. That's not UL listed, so you know they yeah. haven't done the research or anything like okay. that. But well, that's I would the think, biggest problem right now is that everything's not. They can't. They can't understand how you can bring it in without it being like. It's almost like with um, with our clothing. Everybody's like once once we got into like waterproofing of any kind it started to become like oh well 
what's your code? What's your level? You know, we're like, I don't know, dude. It's fucking waterproof, bro. Look, water beads <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, oh, but we need to know. And so you kind of step into their world and everything is based on their numbers. And hemp kind of blows those numbers out of the water a little bit, right. I think, where you're like, what do you mean it doesn't burn? Like, a, this is this rating. We don't even have a rating for this because, mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, you can burn it for, I mean, with a torch. I mean, was it, uh, was it, I forgot who did it with like, the torch, but they had it going for like an hour, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's, a, there's an author named Chris Magwood who was into straw bale, and he's written a couple books, I think, on hempcrete. And he was talking about, yeah, you can see fire tests on YouTube all day. But if you look at the uh, ASTM test that Canada did, they, um, they exposed it to 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. a whole wall. Supposedly, it was cool to the touch in the back. And then they put, like, 30,000 pounds of downward force on it. And it took 76 minutes before it failed. Mm-hmm. So you have 76 minutes to get out of your house. And then yeah. since hemp doesn't really combust, there's no black smoke. And that's, of course, what kills everybody in a fire. So, yeah. so I don't see how it doesn't you yeah. know, add up for U.S. code right now. Or, like I said, I think it just it just kind of fucks their minds up. They're yeah. just like, well, this doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? Like, how come? Because also it makes their other stuff look terrible you know and that is what you're like you were saying up as far as the smoke is what kills people a lot of formaldehyde yeah a lot, the a chemicals of, a lot of stuff that's yeah. just so seems so unnecessary when you kind of look into it and it's a little bit like our food chain where you're like are all these things really necessary it's like no they're not but they, they definitely help the revenue streams of these other companies that make all this other crap that sure. they end up with like barrels of <laughs> soy lecithin <laughs> you know, yeah, they got, that kind of thing yeah they got barrels of, of products that are like you know maybe they are scientifically not bad for us because they haven't done enough tests but they're definitely not good for us and they're definitely not necessary but because we need a new way to get rid of them it's like food and construction materials and those kind of things are all like areas that people can because I mean imagine in concrete alone how many mysteries are out there because of the guys who run you know it's like pig farmers and concrete layers are the guys you don't want to fuck with because you can disappear forever <laughs> you know what I mean? like literally Old school you know I, you know i pour concrete right you're like oh yeah i probably don't want to fuck with that guy you know because yeah, yeah. you might end up in, in the piece of foundation at some yeah, point yeah. but but in general it's like also just imagine all the the things that maybe otherwise uh you know people wanted to get rid of Besides bodies, not just bodies, but materials. I was like, oh, well, shit, it, as much as you can mix in, you can fucking, because it's about dilution of, of quality, which is what a lot of people don't give a fuck about. And that's where I think hemp is always so superior that it messes everybody up. Because in the end, like when you're making clothes, like you show people the material and you're like, wow, this stuff's really nice. Like, then they use it and they're like, dude, I've never even, like, I, I made, we, we made overalls for these uh, tattoo artists. And they were like, dude, the fucking ink didn't even stain it. And this tattoo ink, you know what I mean? And they were like, mm-hmm. brains were like, kind of like, I couldn't even understand. Because like, dude, normally yeah. that shit will just, that's it, you're done. And because it has um, those nano qualities, you know what I mean? Like things that we can't even see, that you're like, oh yeah, it does kind of repel dust and dirt. And it does do all these awesome things. And it's like weird because... We can't change that. It's just the nature of the plant. You know? mm-hmm. Designed by nature, right? Best way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just it's it's. Uh, so I think when you do that, you get kind of like it stale. It makes everything stall along the way because people can't really f- categorize it. They're like, mm, this thing. Mm-hmm. and it, and it as it always has done competes on every level. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, wait a minute. If this stuff lasts 
10 times as long and it's half the, you know, it wouldn't even be half the price. Right now it will be more expensive. But when you see the future, you're like, well, yeah, right now we have to import it or Mm -hmm. we're only growing a little bit of it. Once we have 10 million acres growing, which, you know, is going to happen because every state is figuring it out and growing exponentially. Um, Did you, so have you been using any hemp outside of Colorado? You've been using any other you've gone to other places that actually produced any and done any kind of projects or anything? Um, I haven't yet. I know there's uh, work to be done up on the Pine Ridge Reservation. I uh, got contacted by a friend of the White Plumes who wants us Great. to come up and do some work. But then um, from that from that article, I got a call from Washington, D.C. I got a call from Pennsylvania. Awesome. So people wanting to do Hemp Creek projects all over the country, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to just you know right. go to – go to Pittsburgh, go to St. Louis, you know, just boom, 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 and knock these things out and have seminars. And, mm-hmm. you know, I came up doing um, straw bale seminars before I got into hemp. And it was like, you know, they're the funnest weeks you can have. You go and you're with like-minded people. They're learning how to build with this sustainable material. You camp, you have campfires, yeah. food all day. Yeah. I mean, it's just a blast. It's like a work vacation kind of Sounds thing. Sounds right. Yeah. No, so yeah. that's what I want to emulate with the hempcrete business. That's kind of what I was shooting for. Yeah. yeah and the thing is, uh, depending on the states and their regulations and the availability, it's like it's, it's going to go from zero to like 100 real quick because mm-hmm. right now, you know, you might be going into a state that is just, just putting in their first crop no one is going to know what to do with half their stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be like an overflow of stalks and stems and herds and whatever you need. Uh, usually is what happens. Um, and it's also because before like people were importing from France and that was like ridiculous. I was yeah. like, you're, you're going to build a house in America with imp- like shipping it over. I was like, wow, that's just so not carbon friendly at all. Like you right. just kind of killed the whole idea yeah. of what we're trying to do. It's, it's got a little bit of a footprint, but for now it'll do. I mean, we, it's what we have to do. So like the, we're doing two projects in Montrose, two uh-huh. uh, 18 by 32 foot cabins uh-huh. that the guy's building on his hemp farm. So he'll eventually be able to produce hemp to, yeah. to transport and stuff like that. I mean, it's 135 so acres. Does, so they're actually importing also same, same yeah. deal. And we, you know, we have to get it from old dominion. Uh-huh. I mean, to get the quality of hemp herd that we want to get, and you know, I mean, it was thirteen grand for a for a container, mm-hmm. but that's enough to do both of those houses. So, um, you know, until we get processing, I you know, five years on now, no processing yet to and, any scale. And where is that source material from? Um, the it, last batch we bought was, I mean, they get it from Europe, but I mean, yeah, it's from Romania, New Zealand uh, specifically, I think is where really um, <laughs> Josh Helberg told us he got it from. But it's like, think about that footprint again. Yeah. Like, okay, so New Zealand <laughs> to America. Yeah. Probably but, via Europe, you know right. what I mean? You're like, oh, that's a fucking some wear and tear on right. that, and and that's the that's the, you know, the the ironic part of it all. Of course, is like, you know, if you could wait just just a season, we can get that, <laughs> we can get that to you. You know what I mean? It's just on the time clock, right? Um, but I do think it's going to be to the point where we have so much that hopefully that'll be because that's the thing that that's what's right now dr- making it not competitive mm-hmm. is the yeah well I am you know, okay well. What do you, I mean, at thirteen grand, I mean that's still pretty cheap. Yeah, um, compared to what you'd have to do. Uh, low, I mean, how much, did you do a price comparison there um, with what would it cost with normal materials and kind of get up with a? Well, the range is it's usually about fifty cents a pound to import it, mm-hmm. and if it was grown here, I, I read one company in Canada. I don't know if they're still in business or not. It was like twelve or fifteen cents a pound. Uh-huh. So it's infinitely less to yeah. have it produced at yeah. least on the continent, and then. Yeah, 50, that 50 way, cents a pound seems, seems expensive to me. It's like, whoa, that's a yeah. lot. You know, knowing, 
How many thousand pounds have laid in a field for the last five years and rotted? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we the one the ones that we did in Amsterdam when we built those walls, it was from the first crop that uh, hemp flax put out, and they, it was in, in this place called Outapakala, which they still is where they do their their growing. And so we like drew it. We took a we rented a big fucking van with a with like a big moving thing with a lower you know with a, with a thing that would lower, and just backed it up to like literally a huge pile the middle of a field of herds that they just like shredded them and just kept doing it until it was a mountain mm-hmm. and we just shoveled it in and drove it back to Amsterdam That's and awesome. shoveled it out we didn't have any bags or nothing because we were like fuck <laughs> it we just do it you know what I mean we just backed the thing up to the shop and we're like yeah. and it was like you know they just like go take it it's like, yeah. free whatever yeah. you know so it was awesome but it was but you know it was like the the, the idea that we can grow for every like say what two and a half acres is about a 1400 square foot something like that yeah yeah Yeah, loosely loosely saying but that's like a house Mm -hmm. that's like a good size house nice and then that's a nice piece of land two and a half acres so it's like if you could just do that as a project i feel like with like you know 200 250 acre plot make 100 homes and you know fucking do it at like at a rate that is price wise and 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 then bring in the right people that actually you know, benefit people that have like allergies or people that have, you know, that, because that's the crazy part about hemp is there's so much um, positive stuff that you just kind of like, which direction do we need to go? You know what I mean? Like, because um, now everybody's got allergies, like literally everybody has some sort of, not everybody, but every, especially young kids all seem to have allergies, have issues. Yeah. And uh, the ability to give them a place where the where the materials are are safe is super huge what's that mister is that all our weed weed for us weed delivery looks like a weed delivery guy oh it's tim martin oh it's the same thing right weed delivery guy uh what's that noise i hear oh that's video games video games okay i was like doodly doodly do um i try to harp on the indoor air quality so you get with hempcrete yeah, so I'm have you, what do you think about the difference between like hempcrete made with hemp and hempcrete made with cannabis? Now, have you noticed? Because I mean, obviously, you've probably had more cannabis. Well, that's come up quite a bit, and I was actually approached uh, working for Boulder County for a short time. Somebody knew I was working with hemp, and they're like, "Well, hey, can you keep us from putting all these cannabis stalks into a landfill?" And I'm like, "I'm like, it probably depends on the strain, but I'm sure there's probably some good quality." And I'm thinking if you can use hemp herd that's been uh, used for bioremediation mm-hmm. in hempcrete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think the pesticides that are in cannabis that are supposed to be flushed out should probably be a problem within the walls once they're you know sealed up. But it's there's kind of a um, I mean yeah that two is, sides to that and a lot of a people hard, are against it. Some people are for it. Yeah, I mean that's so, a hard yeah. one to determine because you know none of us have ever no none of us could say that with a hundred percent. Guarantee. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. Pesticides, hempcrete, no problem, dude. <laughs> right, right. And all of a sudden, you know. The- so there definitely needs to be testing. I know there's kind of a lobbying and push through now, or some kind of suggestion to get it passed to use cannabis. But I'd rather see some testing. Now, the question of the actual herd being of the same quality is probably real close. Yeah. As long know, as it was clean. It's it's yeah. also well, I think a little bit also comes down to like. If you're growing hydro, you're growing soil because if you're growing hydro, it's not even at all the same because there's such a thin wall mm-hmm. of herd. Like there's much less herd on a hydro. You get all fiber and just uh, open, you know, as open as possible. Big pith in there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Huge. Cool. And then and so so that, that would be you know, much lower quality. Um, and I mean, right now the thing is that most of the hemp in Colorado is not hemp either. It's all CBD stuff. So it's really just cannabis style growing. Mm-hmm. With CBD, you know, so the um, 
that's where a lot of the, uh, it's almost like the word hemp has been kind of kind of adulterated here in the last couple of years just because people have they don't go beyond that they're like oh yeah i'm gonna I'm, i got a hemp farm you're like you have a hemp farm or you have a cbd farm oh well yeah cbd and it's like okay then you yeah, you have a I wouldn't say a weed farm, but you just definitely have a medicinal uh, CBD farm. You don't have a, you know, there's not necessarily, you're not a hemp grower by any means. Especially mm-hmm. when you start looking at the numbers of seeds, because you're like, you know, they might grow 3,000 an acre or something, you know. And you're like, no, like 3 million an acre, you know. <laughs> like, fucking pack those bitches in right, there, you right. know what I mean? And they're like, huh? But I'll, I also think if um, more focus was based on, uh, well, first of all, raise the THC content. Just a little bit. Not not that we want to get high, but just that we want to be able to grow more varieties and not be stuck with, you know, only these low expressions right. plants. What are you thinking? I always say about one to two percent would be Well, two percent is over OTT. They'll never do that. Sure. <laughs> but, but one definitely should be point nine or one percent would be perfect. Point nine would make it like a little give and take because mm-hmm. you'd be like, Okay, look, we're gonna give it before one percent, you know, so we're under one percent. We're not right. actually at the threshold. But we're also um we're also uh, opening up our, our ability to have terpier weed, really, or terpier CBD. It was a taste, things I would actually smoke or you would or, you know, and actually um, it's just going to make everything work better. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that little three-tenths of a percent is, or six-tenths of a percent is going to, you know, hugely make things activate a lot, you know, because... That's what people don't get. It's like, I'm scared. And it takes a lot of strain off don't the be farmers, scared. too, worrying about yeah. the big bad CDA coming up and destroying, you know, saying you can't use your crop. It's .031. That would be right. horrible. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's um, the problem is that now people are getting ballsy with growing from seed a lot more, too, because before everybody did clone, and it was pretty well established that those aren't going to go because they at least those are the, if you had the right clones, of course. But now everybody's, like, already seeing people taking like last year's thing oh yeah no problem we, we we cleared it last year and it's like nah, that's not really how it works you know what i mean like you're, you are setting yourself up for, i mean basically you're just gonna need to harvest early you need to go like september 1st go in and harvest everything mm-hmm. and just be like bug it don't care if it's not ready yet because right. we ain't gonna get in trouble because between september 1st and september 15th things just compound you know what i mean like can go up overnight and you are not gonna pay it because you know you know nature especially in those flowering stages it's just crazy how much shit is going down because it's all happening when the lights are out, right? Mm-hmm. Or in the darkness. So you go in, oh, yeah, it looks great. And the next day you come back and boom, all these fucking things are just blooming like crazy. And you're like, when did that all happen? You know what I mean? And it's it, it's enough to uh, completely fuck your program up if you go high, you know? So, so with this uh, strain of certified seed that the state came out with or okayed, I mean, if you're growing certified seed, you're protected, right? No. Well, no. not if the seed goes over the mark. But, I mean, is it, isn't it? it supposed to? Well, that's the problem. I don't think there, there is no real, or at this point, there's like one or two strains that they're kind of saying are certified, mm-hmm. but at the same time, again, like there's not enough evidence because they haven't got enough years behind them to say like these things are not going to go above. And it's, uh, then that's all your responsibility. Mm-hmm. But they should be. I don't know, there's a, guy, a group in Oregon that has some pretty interesting-looking CBD stuff called Oregon CBD Seeds. And I was looking at all their crosses, and they were like, damn, these are like super silver haze crosses and stuff. I was like, damn, these guys are, you know, on the line, touting the line there pretty much because yeah. it's pretty hard. But, but the future is, uh, you know, being able to get non-detectables, which is what 2 is uh, working on right now and a few other people, and it's like, 
So we're getting to that phase where you just make it so it's impossible for the plant to do it, and it can only do the other parts, and then you're, you're kind of protecting yourself at that point. And that's, that's kind of the golden ticket now. Everyone's looking for that, you know. So if you got that, everybody's <laughs> knocking on your door. I need it. Um, so, so the New York guys, are they, were they doing that for, um, is it in the business? What section was that in? in, the, in the, was it kind of like underneath? Because the New York Times is pretty much a trader's, trader's dream kind of paper. Was it a, focused on, on kind of investment groups, or was it kind of like? It seemed to be a general information piece. Right. It wasn't like. A, and I think they talked to the Hemp Industry Association or somebody like HIA, that. HIA, so, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it, it's like the. Uh, that's the it's the most interesting part of the industry and that's the part that like i think is what i've been kind of kind of walking around telling people for the last three to four years is like if if somebody asks me what do you think's the next big thing you know and it's like i'm always saying hempcrete because it hasn't it it was it kind of had a little wave where everybody was like whoa whoa and then it kind of faded away and then people like yourself actually took the ram with the ball and did something so i think now when they have some proof of concepts like the the building that you guys did Mm -hmm. And do you know any other ones local that are going to be opening up soon, or is there anybody else? Like, um, well, there's a couple other companies uh, doing the hempcrete thing. Um, is there any other projects you know of that are kind of like bigger? You know, bigger than no, nothing. Mm. That's the two we're building. I think uh, might be the first two residential uh-huh. buildings in the state. But somebody, uh, the well, first one, actually, just a, the first one you guys finished is just a workshop. Right? Yeah, it's a workshop. So lower, years. so less on the permitting and stuff. I would assume. Mm-hmm. For, cause yeah, no right. Because it's not live. no plumbing stuff like that. So gotcha. Um, and the guy's name's Eric McKee, and he's going to do, um, you know, he's working with uh, different facets of hemp, I think, doing a lot of uh, work with hemp plastics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bob Escher was the guy we met at NOCO once again, who uh, his design, he's an architect, mm-hmm. and he wanted to get into hempcrete, so he came on board and drew the building. That's awesome. And then there was a Timberite, who's a buddy of Eric's uh, from Pennsylvania, um, Mark Cover, and he... Um, he did an amazing job milling this building out of like uh, hemlock trees, but it was eight by inch posts. If you guys haven't driven over and seen it, it's it's uh, quite amazing. It was like an Amish barn raising. I mean, twelve inch thick, you know, rafters yeah. for the for the roof. It was crazy, and that everything fit together like Lincoln logs. It was perfect. Yeah, it was a really fun project to work on actually. So <laughs> nice. Tim, come on now. You're just looking on your phone what? during the show. Look, you guys straight oh, at just Tim. came in in the conversation. Yeah, you you're just sitting here on your yeah. phone. My I was going to eat, too. I'm what an starving arrogant right yeah, perfect bastard. <laughs> now you got to look at your food and watch it get cold. That's what you got to do on my show. <laughs> no, in a minute, I'm going to yeah. take a couple bites. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't want to be rude. We'll make sure the camera's on you at that point, too. So I don't want to be rude. Focus you are rude. Off. You're born rude, bro. And I didn't know if I was taking off the dude in there or not. <laughs> yes. It's just like, all right, I'm going to go in here. Yeah, he was just texting me, like, who is this guy? Should I get rid of him he said he's being like, loud don't just shut the fuck up exactly um do you even know who we're talking to do you know what we're talking about yeah i know listening? i know what you're talking about hempcrete i'm i'm oh. familiar with it and then uh i know i, 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 I was ready to hempcrete your feet and i know chris toss you in the river Ooh. i know chris from uh, <laughs> i think he lives in oregon uh-huh. uh the chris tenson guy online uh-huh. yeah he, you, uh, you, know, you, know, you know chris tenson right you seen yeah, I think probably that's Oregon him. Hemp. Is that Oregon Hemp? Yeah, yeah. Oregon Hemp Works or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he stole my name. Oh my God. <laughs> I already went up to him at a show. I was like, dude, you know Hemp Works, right? It's, we already have that. <laughs> but, uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, I went to your store in Amsterdam. I was like, oh, so you went to my store in Amsterdam, and you came home, and you started the same name. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is back when people thought there was no, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's all the way over there. Well, he had passed around a video Oops. of 
uh, you know, the, uh, I don't know if you guys talked about it, but the flamethrower, the, the blowtorch on yeah, the yeah. block of oh, hemp, yeah, basically. He just stuff. left it we're, sitting there. We were saying that they didn't even, like, he said they didn't even get, the code didn't even, like, they wouldn't give it a, that high rating or nothing. Because yeah. they're like, no, we don't, nah, you know. We're and not like going to do that. I don't know if it got relayed to him accurately or not, because when the guy came out to do his uh, initial inspection, he was just amazed. He was like, for one thing, he was amazed at the, the timber framing. He was just like, Jesus Christ. He yeah. goes, did you over-engineer this thing? And we're like, well, yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the hempcrete's going to be much better than any code. Versatile yeah, it was great. Yeah. you got to so, overcode it. I mean, that's yeah. definitely the way to go. Overboard. Overboard. I can imagine, man. I That's probably, I mean, this stuff is, wasn't easy. It's not lightweight to get that type of um, But you guys are pouring architecture it in spot together. too, right? Yeah. You're not doing any kind of blocks or nothing, mm. right? So you guys... Yeah. I think that's the way to go anyway. Yeah, it makes it a nice uh, uniform monolithic structure. Uh-huh. And, and then all that. How many guys how many guys did the actual production side of it all? Was it a small crew or uh, it was like thirty people. I was pretty wow. good. I yeah. showed up during the week. Yeah, yeah. We had we had a good crew and we got done exactly in a week, so it was pretty good. That's wow. dope. Weather cooperated and everything. And yeah. the molds were made out of uh, just plywood or they were something more co- more Oh uh, yeah, we just use OSB. Oh yeah. I wish I could buy the fancy one of these days I'll buy those fancy plastic forms that they produce in England mm-hmm. that they build all their houses with. They're nice. They have corner molds and everything, you just yeah. lock them nice. in. And and it, and it I mean, all that stuff, the the cool part about it is it's really like um it is exactly what you think. It's not, there's not a lot of, of secret shit going on. It's kind of like, yeah, you make a mold, you pour it in. Yep. How long in between each pour do you have to go? Do you go like, day, like do you have to wait a whole day for it to harden up or do you kind of uh, catch so it you, when it's still wet? You can take the forms off in like 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah, that's, that's what we were doing. And then, wow. and then when you move them up, you want to make sure that like, you know, the top foot's still covered, so uh-huh. he's pushing stuff out because it's still wet. Right. All right. And, you know, it takes a week or two to dry, depending okay. on the weather. I hear stuff dries really quickly, so it's sure. really conducive for hempcrete. And, nice. and can it dry too fast? Yeah. Can it dry too fast? <laughs> Not as long as you get your mix right. Yeah. It's, the faster it dries, well, the better. You know, you he wants the cure on the hempcrete to be just I'll, right. Exactly. <laughs> so you, have to wait, you have to bend it until it, like, you get a little bend out of it, <laughs> squeeze it, it kind of bounces back a little bit. You're like, it's all right. perfect. Yeah, there, there we go. That's um, ridiculous. The, uh, the forming's always the slowest part of the whole thing, though. That's the that's mm-hmm. the tricky part. You have to have a really good, tight crew on the forming because they're just a step ahead mm-hmm. of the people doing the hempcrete. And, you know, you go around and up is the way we do it. Does that weak uh, kind of rule apply even in uh, more humid places or whatever? Like Southern Just States timing, I guess. Uh, I mean, I think maybe two to three weeks. Yeah. At, at, I mean, I guess if you're down in the equatorial regions, it might take a lot longer than that to totally cure. I can see that. Yeah, it's. I mean, the 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 really cool part is if you had him growing somewhere and you had a big shit pile of hemp herds and you had even a couple people, you could definitely. I mean, it would take you longer. It might take you a couple months to do it instead mm-hmm. of weeks. But um, that's that's the sweet part about it is like the lack of the, the not needing big heavy machinery to do stuff that normally you kind of would. So yeah, the mortar mixer's also key. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the one with. Um, the tub's independent of the paddles. The concrete barrel mixers, of course, don't work because they just just keeps around. going around in circles. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we we try to do it in one, and it's just like, yeah, no, it's because you got to create that resistance. Yeah. You end up just putting the thing in the whole time and mm-hmm. kind of trying to break it up. Yeah. So the mortar mixer's key, and if you had one of those, you could do it actually pretty quickly. I think. Now, what about three mm-hmm. D printing and stuff? I'm sure people are always hitting up because I mean that seems to be the future of of laying concrete because of the fact that you know anything to make it you know so we don't have to actually have people have jobs <laughs> no but in general it's like anything to make it like more efficient and some of those houses are printing in like literally 24 hours yeah and with the know, concrete yeah. printer yeah that's amazing i wish 
Now, now, I mean, that just seems to be like the, natu- <clears throat> the natural progression in the sense of like, okay, you got to take the highest tech way and use this latest ancient high tech, you know, high tech uh, technique. But have you ever seen anybody? Because I, I, I haven't seen it done um, with him. Yeah, um, like, like I don't know, three D printed. Hmm. Other than like actual plastic, uh, plastic oh, plastics yeah. I've seen. You know, green spring technology exactly. is awesome down in Austin. I think also what's cool is that when you're making 3D printed stuff, like this is 3D printed and how it leaves the little grooves in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But with hemp, it seems like it's kind of like hash where it just tends to like blend into itself really well, you know? So mm-hmm. I've noticed that uh, hemp, seemed, hemp plastic in a 3D printed sort of atmosphere is in a situation, it seems to be almost superior. I mean, as far as like when I was looking at the different kinds of plastic, I was like, damn, you can see how this stuff just blends. It would almost end up kind of like this where it, it just kind of, it's mm-hmm. all smooth and nice. And I've seen some really good quality hemp uh, plastics lately where it's been, you know, that, that's not. Is that from Hemp Line? No, this Out is actually, Amsterdam? no, this is 1962 Bacolite. So it's not hemp, oh, but, it's, but it's Bacolite, which is also vegetable plastic. Sure, sure. So it's kind of on the same tip, you know, and it's literally, like I said, it has a little year here that says 62 on it. So I was always like, I got this as a weed container in Amsterdam and I've just been carrying it for nice. 25 years now. Like, hey, it's <laughs> my weed. But it's, it's interesting because. That's a long time to have it. It is. Right? For a weed container. The longest weed container I've ever had, but in general, <laughs> That's ridiculous. But in general, the uh, the uh, the feeling of natural plastic is so different than than uh, plastic that's made from oil. You know, you can. It's almost like the plastic from oil has a weird, like magnetic wrongness going on about it. You know what I mean? Like like when you put, you know, when you use Tupperware and and you and you're doing your buds and all the shit just sticks to the side yeah. in a weird way. You're like, that's kind of weird. This never does that with the hemp stuff. The hemp always is like non. There's no static weirdness and stuff. So, I feel like it's again one of those situations where you're like, dude, this shit's just awesome. <laughs> like it works so good, you know. Superior product. Um, It'll be guys, interesting to see as they start to roll out. I don't know if you guys talked about the cost or whatever, but yeah, we're just saying. I mean, obviously, at, well, the difference is now we're growing. If you're growing specifically to make hemp herds, to then you're not doing it right. You know, you need to be growing so much hemp. That some guy like him rolls up and goes, hey, I need some hemp herds. And you're like, oh, dude, they're like 40 tons in the back. How much are you going to give me? And you're like, oh, I'll give you like, you know, 10, 10 bucks a ton. And they're like, cool. And then you're like, yeah, now we're in that zone because that's what's happening with other industries. Because if you go to the timber industry and you go, hey, what's up with all the sawdust right here? And they're like, oh, fuck, you want it? Yeah. Get it out of here. You know what I mean? And then so that's kind of where hemp has a hard time competing because it's competing with other like yeah, trash. Yeah, I understand that. Trash There's just streams. no. Yeah. So until we get to that stage yeah, where we re- have enough hemp, then we're going to be like, it's, you know, there's so much around. It's too restricted. I mean, there's just not yeah. the ability well, to grow. The availability of it is just not at that point. But I would figure, though, I mean, all the all the signs and all the facts, all the everything about this, I mean, it makes sense. Everything that I've seen of it, I mean, it's it's incredible. It's an incredible building material, and the, and how cheap it can be. In the long run, it's just, I, I mean, it's its incredible. It's just... Well, yeah, it's, I mean, the cool part is is once you do get to that point where there's hundreds of thousands of acres growing yeah. and people have shitloads of it and it's not a, it's not a cost thing, then, <clears throat> then you get into all the other parts, which is, you know, hypoallergenic, and, yeah. you know, all yeah. these, like, super high... Things that are now important. They may not have been... Maybe nobody even thought about it before, but now it's like, oh, actually, this is, might be the only thing I can do it in, and... It's also like when you're wearing hemp. Like when you wear hemp, after a while, you realize, like there's, it, you can wear the same shirt, 
for days on end, right, Tim? How many days can you wear a hemp shirt? I don't know. You have the record. You told, I thought you had the record of the most days with a hemp shirt. Oh, my God. But in general, you can get away with it way better with a I'm hemp shirt. I'm not the look you're looking for. Than when you have like a poly blend or something. You wear a poly blend two days in a row. It's like, dude, did you like a cat spray you or something like that? You get that like you just funked out. You're like, what? Do I smell? Yeah, you're pretty funky and ripe. That's you know what right. I mean? But with hemp, it has this sort of vibe where you're like, you're like yeah, you can wear that for... For months, like a wook, you can wook out, and nobody's going to see it. Ridiculous! It is more comfortable. It's true, though. Same, right? Because like we're scented from the bacteria. Well, yeah, they they actually they like host bacteria. Is what happens. Uh, Your shirt is just hosting the the other bacteria, and they have a little party (laughs) in your shirt. Party in your shirt, bro. There we go. No, but in general, it is. um, It's. it's a superior product, which we already we can, we can all agree on that. It's uh, more comfortable. It's crazy. The it's hemp just, shirts that you get from like you, mm-hmm. uh, you wear them over time. They do get more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I do sweat a little bit more. What? Sometimes. Yeah, but, you, but you're the worst example. <laughs> no, I'm not. Why am I the worst example? It's because, true. Because any strenuous work will make you sweat, and, and yeah, other people but, actually can pull it off without having to get, break a sweat. Bullshit. Like the things we wouldn't break a sweat. You're dripping. It does. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Bre- it does. <laughs> the weird thing is, I don't know. It's they're warmer, but. In a way, it does breathe better because uh, even when you do sweat, you don't know what you're talking. Even about. when you do sweat, yes. that shirt will dry out, or if w- you get it wet, it'll dry out a lot more. It has a superior wicking quality. It does. Is what it's called. It's more comfortable. It's wicking. Yeah, it's the wicking. Is there any other problems you run into? It the, the other thing is that the only problem I run into is guys like you who don't have a clue what's going but on. But also quality. There's qual- there's different quality too <laughs> That's the of only him. Thing I, have. I mean, there's there different is, quality of too of Tim. I don't know if it matters of. You know, if you're building a building, I'm sure there's well, quality across the board and everything you work with. But with mm-hmm. if you're making a shirt well, and you build it from yeah. lower quality hemp, the thing's gonna yeah. fall apart. And yeah, it's more like it will probably badly work. fall nah, apart. It's all about the stitching there. Now you're talking about something else. The hemp itself won't fall apart. It'll so what about be, some of these? So it's just some more of the, the tufts you get like. Un, but the problem with hemp, what you'll get if you want to look at what's good and what's bad, you got to basically you take the material and you put it on like a light box and you look at all the threads and you just look for ones that don't have. Like crazy wide and crazy thin and crazy wide because those yeah. ones tend to be like blotchy over time. So you know, but you know, we, we get the best the best quality. But there's products out there. For instance, I can think of some bag. For instance, a bag. I won't. I won't say the name. <laughs> Bagging on my bags now. Not your bag. All right, just checking. I don't think I've ever had one of your bags. No. But these other bags, I mean, they. The material just falls apart on them, hemp material. And I was told it's a lower quality hemp material. It could be. The thing is, there's a lot. Okay, so for instance, okay, like China, which I've said this many times. China. China. China makes the best hemp. I'm sorry. They have their superior. Why do you have to be sorry about it? I mean, on, I'm just sorry. You're not allowed to grow hemp here. We're not the, we're not the leaders anymore. We're, we're, the losers. We're, we're not the leaders. But. Uh, I mean, that's not okay, but it's okay that China is making well, gross hemp. It's. It's the fucking fact that they never stopped. You know, what I mean, the whole thing is yeah. they, they were they were making like their whole military, every single thing they wore in their military up until recently, because now they're kind of like doing other blends. But for the most part, up until you know the nineties, two thousands, they were all hemp, everything, entire uniform. The Chinese and Japanese hemp and marijuana stories are, are I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, the, how much hemp they actually grow, and the farmers out there, well, and just, in regions where it's it's regulated, well, you know, you can grow part, weed and sell it in this region. They grow hemp. Yeah, the weirdest part though is that they don't smoke. That's the bizarre. <laughs> you're like, so how the fuck are you guys growing all this yeah, exactly. hemp, and you're smoking and tobacco, and you're all sitting there, you know, just smoking yeah. cigarettes after cigarettes, and you're like. Don't you guys smoke any of it? You know what I mean. And it's like, because they don't care. No, it's because it's got, been something that's part of their system. It's for, weird. It's part of it. It's weird. They got like um, scared of it 
years. They've been like, it's kind of been like beaten out of them in a weird way. Like they used to be more into it because it was more a medicinal thing. They were all like, it's just kind of like a, like a lot of cultures where they're like, it's a medicine. You make rope out of it. We make material. We do this. We no problems. But then re- in more recent history, they crack down on it because we all crack down on it. And then it gives them another reason to kind of go in and be hard, heavy handed, which they love that. Oh, heavy handed weed. Sure. So, well, they that's scared, true. so they scared all their locals. Like when you're there and you're traveling around, like Rob Clark's traveling, but it's all not as it, and you'll find pockets of people doing it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's not it's as not, bad as you, as, as you think it would be from an outsider right in Japan now, and China. I mean, if you import and you do get in trouble there, but there are areas where it's, it's accepted and they have deals with the local government worked out. And it's just, it's just part of the economy. And I think partly, though, that they've had, they've grown hemp for so long over there. And because weed is like, is an herb in a lot of situations, that it's not as... They just don't, they just have a weird, they just have a weird... Um, it's not as taboo there, so it's not as big in um, some ways. But it is in some sense. Weed, weed is hemp. They just kind of do it as a, that's their job. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. The, at the hemp, at the factory that we do our, we get our hemp from when we go there, they basically... They, they sleep on, they have hemp houses that they built out of hemp fucking wood, sticks and stuff. You're like, okay, this is built out of hemp. They sleep on hemp beds. <laughs> they fucking eat, cook with hemp charcoal that they make. So it's like they're got hemp, hemp charcoal. They have hemp yeah. charcoal. This is crazy. They're cooking their thing. They got their hemp seed gruel thing that they make. You know, so it's like what you guys are doing, but they're all actually, you know, relatively healthy, I'd say. They're still, yeah. you know, they're still Chinese, like lower, lower, uh, <laughs> cla- you know, Money wise, they're not making tons of money, but they were living pretty healthy compared to then. They would the diet that they had and everything would be some sort of like crazy boulder thing, which they charge you a shitload of money to do. You're gonna eat hemp hemp charcoal. We're gonna cook hemp charcoal. You're gonna eat hemp seed gruel. (laughs) You're gonna pay me a thousand dollars. It's gonna be great, something like that. But anyway, anyway, we gotta do shout outs because you just reminded me. I remind you. Yeah. How is the access? Like, do you so access if you're to trying to, to my sponsors? Get, I'm not talking to you. You're just trying to cry. Get <laughs> I was going to talk to this guy over here. You're not talking to him now. Oh, we're doing about. Just, we're about to do Very sponsors. Nice. Yeah. You're about to shut up. Eat your food. Eat your food right now. Perfect time. Well, I was going to ask him. I was going to ask him. No, no I'm going to no eat asking. my bite. Then I'll go. ask him. No what asking. God, you're a dick. Shout out. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! I have to battle now to do my. Oh, oh, oh. Him. I was trying to be a dick to Adam, and I ended up being a dick to dick everybody. To the listening. world, yeah. dick to the That's world. That's how it happens. Right, go, eat, go, go make George ha- uh, angry at you out there, so I can. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, right out of the gate, big shout out to our guys from New Millennium, so we can grow these plants, so we can then sit here and try to figure out what the hell to do with them. Because you know, what do you want to do? Seeds? You want to do hemp? Eh, that'd be expensive to do New Millennium hemp crop, but you know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, they follow the seasons with their formulas. Makes it quite easy for anybody. Uh, and also, if you're in large-scale operations, it's all applicable to to that, too. And they've got a uh, – if you go to their website, they've got a calculator there that will tell you. You can punch in what you're thinking, and it will spit it out at you. And you'd be like, oh, shit, that saved me a lot of money. Or you'd be like, damn – a lot more than I'm used to. So who knows? Depends on what level of, uh, you're at. You go to newmillenniumnutrients.com, check them out, uh, give them the Adam Dunn Show special, which is who the hell knows. Just say Adam Dunn Show, and then something magic happens usually. Usually. Um, <laughs> or you get just cut off. That's it. You're done. Like, <laughs> sorry. You, at least. <laughs> sorry. Um, 
yeah, hit them up, uh, newmillenniumnutrients.com. And Incredibles, the best edibles here in Colorado by far. Um, whole huge line going on now of wellness products, baths, bath salts, and not saying bath salts, bath salts. It's hard to say. I can't. It's hard to say the word bath salts anymore. It's like you know. It's like trying to sell acid. You're like, it's not acid. Acid. It's acid. <laughs> no, you mean like you know acid that you burn stuff with. I'm pH down. I'm looking for pH down. If you walk into, like, hey, got any acid? You're like, what? <laughs> Same problem. It kind of off your approach, I'm sure too. Though, right? It is. It is. But they have real bath salts that actually work. Um, CBD infused, and they also have a bunch of new mints. Those mints are jamming, man. He brought some of those the other night. They were awesome. The cinnamon ones were the fire. Um, those what did you have here? Uh, Derek from Incredibles was okay. in, just hanging out. He just brought me some of those to check out. And they nice. were super dope because they are just low micro-dosing, a couple milligrams each. So it's not about the effects as much as about you know being able to have a killer mint every 10 seconds because that's how you yeah. do when you're like, these are micro-dose. I'll just eat five of those. But uh, awesome flavors, and uh, they also have incredible extracts. If you are in a shop and they have the them on their shelf, you should be scooping them up because they're not there very often. And also, they're, uh, if you're into making extracts and you want to get in touch with them about their incredible extractor, uh, that will set you off on the, a professional, the right up top level. Because I mean, I, I've I've watched guys who have never used a machine that you know obviously knew how to use other machines, and on their first run just nailed it. You know, so it's uh, nice. super easy to use, but also um, you know as as adjustable as you need to be too, so you can be a real artist, right? Extract artist. I love incredibles dot com for that, uh, and also they have a store finder and a. They don't do a calculator how high you want to get yet, do they? I need ten pieces. They should have a high calculator, like same as a. Oh, that's what they got. Okay, good. That's a great website. They got lots of lots on there to check out, and. Don't forget, build a soil. Jeremy, we need to get him on the show soon because uh, we hung out at, at the last Indo Expo and both agreed it's, it's been too long having him on the show. Oh, sure. But uh, if you got hard-to-find amendments, uh, if you're getting into TLO, you're getting into uh, any kind of organic growing, these are the guys you want to get in touch with. Also, uh, great for beneficials. And... Uh, like I said, hard to find things you'll never see in any other shop. So go to buildasoil.com or go to 855-877-SOIL and uh, they will hook you up. If you uh, if you switched over <laughs> and, and if you are done with that and you got your soil, now you need some seeds. That would be the perfect combination. You got the, you first you got all, you know, you ate a bunch of edibles and you went out and bought a bunch of soil. Then you came home and you gave Seeds Here Now a call or hit them up online and ordered yourself some awesome beans, guaranteed, which is a, an amazing thing in this industry. Any problems with them, you just get in touch with them. They'll replace them. Be reasonable, please. Uh, and also, if you go to seedsaholics.com, which is their uh, auction site, you can find all sorts of uh, last packs, lost packs, charity deals, um, which when, the when they do the charities, they're always like 100% going to the charity. Um, and these guys, we do actually have a ADS special, which is uh, ADS 420, I believe. I think I think it's good enough. If you do that, they'll 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 get the cl they'll get the picture. Apparently, we're not pulling our weight, getting them customers because all our customers don't use our code and they forget. And then you know, it's like, oh, we all slip through the cracks. 
looks like we're not doing our job, but we know so many of our listeners have already ordered from SeedsHereNow.com because that is the premier spot to go to. But they don't even, you know, they just don't even consider it anymore. They're like, whatever, you know. So believe me, <laughs> we're doing our job here. So you do your job. Get in touch with SeedsHereNow.com, get some good seeds, and make, make some shit happen, right? Um, and don't forget, Mr. Wallace, Wallace Wow. Yes. WallaceWow.com. WallaceWow.com for uh, the best in Rhizosphere products. Uh, this is the guy you want to talk to if you are planning on growing organically and you've got you've already gone to Jeremy and you've gone to his site and picked up some stuff. Well, he's got Ron's got a few items that even Jeremy doesn't have, and that guy's winning world records. So you know, pretty much want to talk to the guy who's winning the world records when you want some big ass big ass production, right? Um, we'll get Ron on the sh- on the show sometime soon. Definitely have him always in October, but you know, maybe we'll do a, a planting show with him or something because it. It all comes around the same time. Pumpkins, weed, it's totally different ending, but the same exact beginning, which is same time of year, same amount of uh, light hours and things and nutrient requirements, just a bit more on the extos instead of the endos on the mycorrhizals and stuff. And so, But it's crazy how a lot of it's just so synergistic, and uh, we can learn a lot from each other. They're probably using a lot more... Um, water, <laughs> like do like 60, yeah. the 65 pounds a day and food of production on the... Biggest pumpkins. Can you imagine that? Fifty to sixty pounds of actual like growth a day. Like it's crazy the amount of nutrients that that guy uses. You know, not the whole time, but at the peak days, it's like you can lay. You can say he's going to sit there for five or six hours, and if it's quiet enough, you can kind of hear the cells break. You know, it's like wow, it's it's growing. So it's um, crazy. Get in touch with Ron. Get some some uh, and then pick up some pumpkin seeds while you're at it. Might as well try right. You get them direct from the man. The only thing that bummed me out about that story is that they taste like crap. Well, pumpkins. It, it's like anything, dude. Anything big. <laughs> it's the worst part of the story. Fish, food, all sorts of stuff. You know, like anything. You go for the big one, it's going to taste woody and shitty. Same with buds. I mean, big giant buds. We don't. None of us want those. We want those, the crown around the bottom of them. Yeah, that's the ones that would taste good. So same deal. You don't want the blown out stuff. And unless you grow your own, you really don't know. And that, How awesome that, that is, it. though. And the sponsors also want to uh, obviously thank Metlo, for the Metlo Studios, where we're sitting in right now. And uh, lots of new things coming out from here, because this is about the beginning of the season. We'll be doing all, I'll keep you guys all updated. So when you're in Denver, you want to visit 1111 Broadway, come check it out. If you need a haircut, you come to this building. There's like nine hair salons in this building. It's like, you need a haircut? You go to the Metlo. It's pretty true. It's totally true. You could come, to the, come hang out with us and get a haircut at the same time. Or not the same time, but, you know. Within the same trip. Chat's, chat's asking if you got a contact high yet at all while you've been here. No. <laughs> Hasn't been that oh, smoky I need, a, I need a lighter. That's what we need to do. Let's get the contact high going. Come on. Exactly. Lighter? Who's got a lighter? I don't have a lighter. Oh, man. See? I just dab. How useless you are. Okay, uh, so speaking true. of useless, the, the reason why Tim's here is you not because cash. he's useless. It's because he's, he's been out there vindicating the, 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 the world for... Come on, tell us what happened with C. I don't know what you're talking about. Tell me what happened. I like. <laughs> I don't know why it should help you out when you're just an absolute I'm dick a, towards I me. I know. Well, so smooth. It's the way to do it, dude. Tell That's me. all right. This so is how your, your fans love it when I berate you. <laughs> my fans, your fans. No, your well, your fans. Are I don't have any fans. fans anymore. Spring Hill's mine now. So I'm sorry. He's, he's moved <laughs> over. He's he's mine now. But he but he would but he really wants you to come back. So then there, therefore he's. He's still loyal. Back. He's loyal. I know you're back, so but you're not back. 
like you were back. That's because I don't have all my time dedicated into doing uh, cannabis show. Come on. I'm more delivering cannabis. The world is waiting. But anyway, besides all that, you were driving down the road. You wanted me to doing, talk about Doing the, your job, right? You wanted me to talk about the highway thing that they're I talking do. about right now. And, you know, and then he has a break for a minute. We can jump yeah. back to him. And no, then, that's, yeah, exactly. Because I was interested on how this yeah, and we don't guy want, gets his hemp. Exactly. And we're going to go back to that. What we want to do is talk about you. <laughs> I can't reveal that. No, that's actually. amazing. Yeah. We want to talk like, about I'm you. I'm not telling you. See, he's It's already... a difficult to get the hemp. <laughs> no. All right. That's all I wanted to know. <clears throat> there you go. And well, I can tell you exactly where to get it when you're ready. It's, <laughs> see? It's not like some of you out there. It's yeah, like, we would keep it away from you. Okay, so... You were driving down the road, yeah, minding so, your own business, when this giant sign came out. Well, what what's say? interesting is that in Colorado, for the past couple of years, they've had a very heavy campaign towards no deaths. So we've, they've had a push towards zero. I mean, it's a completely unrealistic campaign in the long run. It's funny when they start it and, like, you know midnight january 1st 1201 there's there's already been a death i understand why they're doing it but it's been alcohol related for the past few years just 100 percent alcohol related um talks about how many deaths on the road and it doesn't the weird thing is that it didn't really catch anybody's attention and the guy that i talked to was super pissed off uh, was frustrated in a way that we had got ticked off that now that they had brought cannabis into the mix that we were questioning it. So the sign usually says 174 deaths a year, don't drink and drive, mm-hmm. or something like that. And I don't think anybody questions that or looks into it too much because alcohol is pretty bad when you drink and drive. It causes deaths. It's, it's a horrible thing. But this sign that I saw the other day when I was driving down I-25 and looked up and it said, join the cannabis conversation 74 deaths this year. And I'm like, I'm not, I, I mean, I lost it. I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, I absolutely, I couldn't believe it. And so I thought about it for a minute. I watched the sign also to cycle through to make sure that it didn't say anything else or, you know, it wasn't like trying to mislead people in, you know, another, I missed something. And I didn't really miss anything. I mean, it said 74 deaths, join the cannabis conversation. So that to me sounds like, and anybody listening probably sounds like they're trying to pin 74 deaths mm-hmm. on cannabis. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's just, eh. so I called CDOT immediately <laughs> just to be a pain in the ass. I was like, all right, look, I'm not going to let these guys go. Uh, doing JDR again, I wanted to get an answer from them directly on what their plan was with this and the sign just should have recorded it at least. I know, and I'm explaining this in a horribly slow way, too. Then we could have listened to it. It would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I listen to you. I know. I was, on the, I was in the car driving in Boulder. So I called the guy, Mr. Cole. He's the safety head at the Colorado Department of Transportation. And he wasn't available immediately, and I left a message. The guy called me back, I mean, pretty much right away. I mean, I couldn't answer that, the That's impressive. I couldn't answer the phone at that time. And then he called me back again another half an hour later. And I'd left him my information, told him who I was. He went and looked up my name on Facebook, saw a post that I had made, and then Googled something with the you know, CDOT Colorado Marijuana Campaign and then saw something that hap- uh, a post that had put, been put up in the Colorado Badge Network, which is kind of if you're an employee here in Colorado and have uh, work in the weed industry, there's just a Facebook group for it. And 
tons of people were talking about it, and they'd already everybody had seen this sign was just absolutely blown away that they could, they would do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first asked him, you know, what's up with the wording, and he thought at first that maybe the people that had entered in the sign had typed it in incorrectly, abbreviated something, whatever. I mean, either way, the way that they put it is just absolutely ridiculous. So, at first he kind of thought that it was typed wrong, got back with me and told me, no, it's absolutely right, that that's the way that it was worded, and uh, he didn't see why we had a problem with it. And I told him, well, f- let's talk about the numbers. In 2016, there's 71 deaths that they, c- they attribute that had something to do with cannabis. I'm good. You smoke it yourself. So there's 71 deaths in 20 in 2016 that had cannabis in their system that died on the highway. Because of that, they will say that cannabis caused those deaths. Period. End of story. They're not going to argue with you about it. Mm-hmm. And, and did they say if those people had other things? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is that that's what I explained to him. I told him I was like, okay, for. The sake of argument here, because I know we're going to have to agree to disagree on this situation, for the sake of argument, all those deaths weren't specifically cannabis-related. There were alcohol-related deaths, I'm sure, in there, maybe some some drug-related deaths. So to take cannabis and completely bastardize it and shove it into a category where there's, you know, not even just one death, but you're putting 74 Mm-hmm. Deaths onto this? Well, and did you and did you also explain that every single study that's ever been done on driving, which have always been a negative, they've been looking for a negative answer, have never gotten that negative answer, and they've yeah. always had to sort of stick that study down underneath somewhere because the only two things it ever did, and this is like multiple studies, like they spent millions in in Holland doing it. The American government came over there to do it there around 1993 and when they did it it was like okay well we have the evidence that it causes people to drive slower yeah and to miss more exits so that's the that's that's the other part <laughs> I of this swear to god that was the actual fucking site so and it totally makes sense it's exactly what i do when i drive i, I drive slower i look down holy shit i'm doing 40 on the highway like this is that's more dangerous than going too fast but uh that's my biggest problem is I'm going too slow and literally, yes, missing more exits. That's exactly what you yeah. do. You're like, oh, dude. But here's the ah. thing. You can't, have, so that's you can't have that conversation with anybody. Neither of those are deadly combinations either. Outside <laughs> of this room or outside of our circle, you can't have this conversation with politicians. You can't have this conversation with police. Mm-hmm. You can't have this conversation with CDOT on a level of saying, hey, you know, some people drive all right when they're high. Mm-hmm. You know, just as some people who take medication, prescription medication, you know, they're fine with what they do. And it's even hard, and I even try to catch myself of of drawing a bridge between those two because it's not. You know, if with prescription medication, there are with some things, uh, you know, painkillers and other stuff that that do crush your ability to pay attention, to be able to drive, operating heavy heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. I know. I was listening back to my podcast from Friday, and like... Yeah. Just like I don't know what it is, trumping it up. You're not a church. Uh, you're going senile already, dude. You stretch out the jaw more. Oh man, Alzheimer's. Somebody's gonna have a payday with that one. Alzheimer's. So I could interject. So I'm yeah. new to the whole Kansas Anytime. thing. You know, 2012 is when I moved out here. Okay, uh, had a lot of friends that were all over it mm-hmm. back where I'm from. But uh, I always notice that you have a uh, local news channel that likes to lead with 
oh my god, marijuana, and then later on in the article they mentioned the alcohol, the heroin or something, the the, the yeah. oxys or something. I mean, all kinds of other. In- England you know, does the same. England is always notorious for that. Like they always have these headlines like. My yeah. son died from cannabis, yeah. you know, and then you're like, "What?" And then you actually died like, from heroin. He's like, "He died yeah. of heroin." Well, nobody started with cannabis. I'm like, "That has nothing." Yeah. That it, oh, God. yeah. That someone like, hit him with a brick of cannabis and he fell out of the window. So that's one way. Died. See that's the not the only way. That's one way. I mean, there is a there is a story of guys who were smuggling hash and crashed, and then that that was considered a cannabis, <laughs> cannabis death because yeah. it was like the whole yeah. the whole load just crushed him. I mean, it's like <laughs> Channel Nine here locally is is pretty good station. After uh, they got Barkowitz in trouble, I mean, Barkowitz kind of also got himself into trouble, too, by allowing the police and the media inside of his house, but he was just trying to do good. Um, Channel 7, Channel 4, the rest of them are pretty, they're pretty crappy when it comes, when it comes down to the weed stories. And then Rocky Mountain News is a pain in the ass, too, because they write all these op-eds about how weed is bad and horrible and, and et cetera, and then when we disprove them, they... You know, don't apologize, and it's just—it's a pain in the ass. Um, I'll read the, this post I wrote so I can fill you in completely on the whole situation. All right, I spoke with a public information person at CDOT. There was some discussion whether the signs were written correctly on how he directed them. It seems as they were written cl- correctly. Explain, explained him the join the Brain. cannabis conversation. Explained. Twenty uh, forty-seven traffic deaths. Sounds like you're attributing those deaths to marijuana. So you're dyslexic too, is what you're trying to say. I am too. <laughs> Did I say 74? Yeah, yeah. I did that in an argument, too. I had to change this thing. Uh, I felt like an idiot. But the point of the message that they were sending and what I was saying was true. And if he really wanted to, he could have nailed me on those details, but he didn't. Uh, He told me the signs were set up. I wasn't in charge of CDOT. I'd fuck you up. Oh, it is a good thing you're not in charge of CDOT with the way you drive. Tim Martin? Oh, yeah. If everybody (laughs) drove the way that you drove, we would all be in trouble. (laughs) Uh, he told me the signs were set up in the same way they have done with the no death campaign for the past two years, but that sign I saw and a few others, um, it just wasn't phrased the same as the other alcohol-related ones. Um, either way, I, I had a conversation I with I wouldn't them. even care if it said alcohol and drug-related driving deaths. Just drug, not cannabis. That's no, what I told him is yeah, that... It could say drugged and drug. It could say, you know, 47 deaths occurred... You know, because of drinking and drugging or whatever, yeah. and just word it so it's it's everything because we know it's not cannabis. We know that's the least of it. Yeah. And if they want to like somehow people want to like Im- imply it in their mind, like oh drugs like cannabis is like because then we can argue, no, not like cannabis because cannabis is not a drug. Cannabis is sold legally in all these shops because this is like a freaking herb. Basically, that's part of the problem of them saying this is that. The people who know know that this is mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous, but the people who don't. Uh, it skews their education of what we're trying to do here in Colorado and the rollout of cannabis. I mean, it's just not factual. It's not right. It's part of the drug war campaign and the uh, just just say no to drug did bullshit. You see, did you see Trump came up with this cool idea? Which one? He's going to start the drug war over again. He's like, that's oh, a great idea. That. He's like, you know what we got to do? We got to get tough. Yeah, he's talking about the opioid crisis and, and not helping with <laughs> the, the what, health what, side what, of it. Wait a minute, what crisis? He, the opioid crisis. Okay, he almost murdered that. I one. did. He did. I did. Narbed it up. Would you just? You're going to have to deal with it though. Mopioids. It's the JDR. It's the mopioids. <laughs> the mopioids. <laughs> mopioids. But he wants to throw more people in jail. I know. That's rather than big, go that's, after that's his idea. I'm like, you fucking retard. Yeah. this guy. That's. Well, you saw Sessions' latest comment, right? I don't know. It's on the war. Cannabis is. 
Well, the opioid crisis is caused because those people yeah. all tried marijuana first. Yeah, he, he's on the most old rhetoric <laughs> yeah. that you could get. He's like literally like pulled out the nineteen eighty five the playbook and the, like, all right, this is it. Just say no. The problem for them though is that they're not. We're not in nineteen ninety anymore, and them trying to push the drug war is only going to push out more uh, legislators to go up against them. I mean, we actually have the backing, the balls, the representation in Washington now to not necessarily prevent it from happening anymore, but if it does happen, a crackdown comes in. You have Republicans, you have Democrats, people on both sides of the aisle that are willing to step in and try to put a stop to this because they understand how ridiculous it is uh, to go back into this. The the main thing is they don't want to see people's lives ruined with it. And there, I think you can start to put a face... um, separate faces to this drug war in Washington more. Because before, it's like, we're all pitched into the same thing. You know, your heroin, meth, addicted uh, pothead who, you know, grows your wook, dreads out, I don't whatever, you know. So that's been the problem for so long. And now that we do have representation, we have people like Jared Polis, you know, in Congress. We even have um, Cory Gardner, you know, standing up for, for cannabis rights. And he's... A, He's a Republican. He didn't even vote for weed, but he's willing to stand up for cannabis rights, willing to stand up for the faces of people in this industry and people that are affected. I mean, well, the, the reality the f- is like we, we have enough time now for people to have seen it not do those things that they thought it yeah. was going to do. So it's like we, we have in, in, in Colorado, I mean, other places, uh, we're all in a kind of similar time frame as far as exposure, but when it comes to like, you know, we got bombarded with world exposure yeah. and the fucking. We were predictions of chaos and, and you know, just it was like nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing ever happened, nothing you know? at all. It worked, and a bunch of money came in. And then the funny part was is that the money came in, and then what we thought it was going to go to didn't happen. Instead of yeah. going to like when you say you're going to give money to schools, you think oh, it's a whole different story. School's like a book, right? Books and stuff for the students, and the teachers are going to get more money or something like that. It's like oh no no no, it's going to go to a construction company that yeah. builds schools. They yeah. All right, but don't we have like schools that need work right now? And not only that, but today, a independent organization disappeared too. Yeah, well, I mean that's always happens. Obviously, the well today specifically, an independent or I think it was today, they came out with a report card for spending in Colorado for schools. Oh, we were twenty fifth. They have F. A yeah. failure, an F, and then everybody's everybody in the this, the news report. There was a D minus, but we got. An oh, F. it's an F. Wow. They that's they. Right. Everybody on this news report, too, who was commenting, was talking about how, where's the weed money? Where's the weed money? It doesn't matter if you have the money sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. If you spend it on five million cups of uh, pudding when you needed to pay your rent. Yeah, well, that's you the know, problem. That's, it didn't even go to anything that would have ever made sense to any of us because, really, it literally went into a slush fund. They yeah. are getting more when money. When do taxes ever go where it, they say they're yeah, going to go? It, once taxes get dropped in the general fund, you can kiss them goodbye. Yeah. But went, here's the went thing. It like a certain – yeah, but it was based on – literally on – people who build schools so i'm like okay that's that's awesome. that's where the 40 million is going and that's where the first 40 million is going it's going towards school building etc the rest of it has slowly started to trickle away. well it was away. all it all got away. it all yeah. trickle away it all got dumped <laughs> into the general fund so it all got dumped into the general fund so there's like say last year 13 million got put in towards homelessness and uh helping fight that and a few other things that Hickenlooper has done. There has been more money than the forty million that was supposed that's originally supposed to go every year to schools. 
um, that there's more money that's being pushed off to other things besides school construction. But just as the report came out today, they're not spending the money correctly. And just because you're getting more money doesn't doesn't mean you're doing well with it. So the cool thing, though, about this whole thing, getting back to the conversation with CDOT, is that I did have an open conversation with this guy. And just because you work with Green Dot now, you're all pissed off? Is that what happened? No. Is that like you just were like, CDOT? It has nothing to do I'm with Green it. Green Dot, bro. It has nothing to do with it. Even do Keep that? smoking your joint there. You did not flex on them at all? No. Oh, come on. I didn't even mention I was from Green Dot. Why would I do that? Just because the dot. Because <laughs> that's how far you're, you would think. I, mean, um, I, think. I think Tim Martin would be like, wait a minute, C-Dot? So he was worried about the fact that we were trying to fight a public safety program. Mm-hmm. That we were trying to say, look, you stop doing this. This is bullshit. We don't want you to do this at all. And I explained to him, that's not the conversation. That's not what we were trying to do. We're not trying to shut you down from you know saying, don't smoke and drive. Don't do this. That's, that's not at all what we're trying to say. What the part that pisses us off is you you attributing deaths that are probably mm-hmm. alcohol related or anything else other than cannabis to our industry to our community, and that pisses us off and it frustrates us because that's a lot of deaths. That's a lot of carnage, mm-hmm. and if that were true, then we would see patterns of it, uh, you know, consistently. So. Well, he I, did say that he he got a bunch of phone calls I that bet, day. I, I bet he did. So and, and did you? So you have the number that people can call. Um, I mean, say I can it. get it. Just tell us the number. Let's get people calling. It doesn't uh, even matter if you're from this state. Just call. Just call. Hold and, on, I'll look like, it if up. Hundreds of people call and say you're full of shit. Then they're going to take it down. So there's ColoradoCannabisConvo.com is the site that he wanted me to send people to. ColoradoCannabisConvo.com. So go there first, but don't do nothing. Then go straight. To there's him. a survey. What's his number? on that site? <laughs> Do not take the survey, because today, for instance, they brought up the survey and how many people were answering that they drive while high. Just don't answer the survey. He's saying more than 50% of the people that are answering this, and it's obvious. And so maybe do no, answer the survey honestly and get them to realize that this, there's everybody on the road is freaking high. See, that's the thing. He says 74 people died, 76 people died. He, he, his number is 76 total in the past I think year and a half or however, whatever time frame he gave, 76 people high from cannabis that, uh, I lost my train of thought there. God damn it. Very crash. It's the echo in these, uh, these headphones. It kind of throws me off. Well, you don't know how to use headphones now? No. We you need were... a debtor room. That's what it is. A it's debtor, not Mark at all. Don't debtor, Mark, you're the Debtor room? <laughs> Let's You're get some hempcrete in here. That'll deaden the sound. That'll God, I hate that. I just totally... I mean, it was like he was driving a, a dirt bike on a dirt road, <laughs> and then hit the jump, and then there's just no ground floor. Uh-oh. Is that what happened? There's no landing, nothing. You, you just no disappeared. Should we, should we bring you back to where you were? <sighs> we could do it. I think between this whole room, we might have figured out where your conversation sort of ended. I was going to say something you, important, but I forgot. <laughs> Everything on. I have to say is important. That was it. Damn it. That was your big point? Um, anyway, the Caro Canis Convo.com. Don't go to there that go. site and take the survey. They're going to use it against he you. He said 76, and you were like, bullshit. And then yeah. you pulled out a samurai sword, is what I thought you said. Didn't that what happened? No. And then you were swinging it around the office, and they came and took you out. And took him straight <laughs> I try to stay on <laughs> I thought that's what message happened. when I come in here and talk with you. And it's already hard enough for me to stay focused, number one. And then, two, 
You have Adam in here trying to I would to have assumed there was a samurai sword involved because that's right. always, usually when people get pissed off. It's well, look, it's the same thing every time. It's like, what else are you going to go in there with? You can't go with a gun because you'll get really taken. Here's another number, too. 12% of traffic deaths, they say, total. 12% of traffic deaths are cannabis related. That's, that is bullshit. That's the number they gave today on the news. That's because people were on the way to get weed. And they happen to crash, and so they're counting them as cannabis deaths. Yeah, that's exactly. the only way. That's the only correlation they could put in any of this. It's stupid. I mean, it's it's like Sessions. Everything that comes out of his mouth is bullshit. Oh, I, so, I remember what I was going to say. So uh, if you continuously lie to these people, mm-hmm. continuously lie to people about cannabis, whatever it is, it's just like telling a kid that you know weed is bad, and then... You know, they go smoke weed and it's not bad and you told them heroin was bad and they're like, oh, well, you told me weed was bad too, so maybe I'm going to try heroin. There are stupid people out there that are 100% like that, Mm -hmm. that just can't make decisions for themselves, think from what the media tells them, think what a road sign is going to tell them. It's it's just not responsible in any way, shape, or form in an educational way. It's ironic because pretty much about 85% of every roadway that I've seen in Colorado is sponsored by a dispensary. Like oh, yeah, they all every, are. Like, there's nothing. So it's like, huh, okay. And that was done on purpose. So, so you're going to, like, let them sponsor all these things, and then you're going to and then you're gonna put that up there. And it's, like, such a mixed message on that on that idea where it's like, okay, hey, come on down to our spot. Well, actually, you know, you might die because you're, you're high. But, no, you don't, shouldn't it's, be driving. It's that little contingency. I went to a bunch of... Um, you know, stuff at the Capitol when they're uh-huh. for patients' rights and all that. It's that little contingent of people that are so anti-weed mm-hmm. that no matter what, they're just going to keep saying. It's like, you know, hey, your house is on fire. No, it's yeah. not. I'm just going to yeah. stand right. I mean, it's not on fire. Get out of here. It's not on fire. No, you're so and right. they're just going to keep doing it. So what our job is is to educate the people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I mean, because they're not going to quit. I mean, there's so many entities And that's why there. it's important that that sign not say that, dude. And like... The thing was, so, and so what are we doing? We're gonna go burn it. I did have a con- see. I did talk so. to him about what alternatively they could put. Like they need to add at least total on there. Somebody seventy-four cr- traffic decks total. This Somebody year. needs to be really high and crash into that thing. Is what needs to happen. That would be no, cool. you're not gonna. <laughs> that would gonna be die. dope. That would be dope. I don't think you could knock over those signs. This is no. a pretty. This is a pretty big ass. Like a metal. really high dude in a concrete truck needs to slam into that sign and just be like, "What, bro?" There's like ten so of them high. all over the <laughs> doing dabs while he's doing dabs, <laughs> like driving with his Jesus foot. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That no, would be don't perfect. do that. Don't do that. That'd be horrible. Hire somebody. That'd be horrible. Come on. So where's this um speaking of people lying, where's this lawsuit at with this twelve year old that's supposed to be suing sessions? Uh, is that was, a real thing? It it is, but it was I mean Because he just keeps getting worse and worse with his ancient rhetoric. I know, and the funny thing is I thought it was supposed to happen like a couple days ago, but then it apparently it's not until the fourteenth or the twelfth or something like that. Because what I so badly want to happen is I want them to be on trial and then try to espouse all that bullshit that they're always talking about yeah. and prove it with science because yeah, they can't. We know they, don't have to, they don't have to prove it with science in trial, though. They just have to say it. That's the thing, is they get away with it by just saying it. They don't need any proof. Well, well if it's, it depends on the trial. And yeah, it if it's with the, the jury, I think they'd need something to back up what they're saying otherwise. They I can't. mean, because you know the 12 year old's no, coming. I get it. I get it completely. Armed, you know? But the thing and is. She's real smart, too. Which yeah. is if there's so anything if, the government is good at, it's, it's denial. litigating you. <laughs> well, but it's also, but it's also like, it, it's kind of funny because the, the kid thing is going to fuck them up. It's like you yeah. can you can do that to an adult, and they can kind of like just railroad your ass. But when there's a kid involved, and the kid's sick, and the kid's smart, that's like a fucking three way punch, dude. They're gonna mm-hmm. knock. I, I hope that it doesn't get like somehow sidetracked or just whatever, because it, at the at the base of it, it, it should be a, a fucking wipe down. She should just go in there and wipe his ass. 
you know, wipe the floor with that fucker by his ears, you know. <laughs> well, hopefully the attorney, the first, I mean, if I came out, I was like, okay, Mr. Sessions, you said that cannabis, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let, how do you know that? Why do you know that? Why do you say that? I mean, make him prove it right on the yeah. spot. Well, I don't, don't, you know, the parents of yeah. thousands of kids who died. <laughs> he could start out with, does this girl, does this 12-year-old look like a good person? Because right. guess what? Right. She uses cannabis. So. Oh, but I didn't mean that. I didn't I mean, mean her. Yeah, no, he's, he is, uh, I can't believe he's actually still in there. It's like, it's one of those things where he like, the fact that he recanted and the fucking Russian thing, he should have been fired a long time ago. So yeah. it's just crazy he hung in there. But <clears throat> yeah. for the most part, every single bit of information that comes out of that guy's mouth about cannabis is completely and utterly wrong and it's like it's like wow dude no no and the whole connection of of, of opioids and cannabis is like the opposite where like where this change is going to happen though is uh is from these legislators these uh people now i can't even hear myself at all oh now so where's going to happen is like people uh like jared polis as i mentioned and uh, as they continuously sessions pushes back against this, um, we're going to have awesome legislators in Washington that are going to create legislation, um, pushing back on this and creating new rules. It's uh, the frustrating part is that in the court of law, in crazy, not even necessarily public opinion, but across the board, they just spout so much bullshit and lie, and they can do it and get away with it that. I have no confidence at all inside of courtroom, inside of if they if if they have a group of people together, then it's over. It's just over because you can't. What we, like what we were talking about with the CDOT, you can't argue public safety with anybody. You can't talk to you know some of these people who are arguing you. What about the kids? There's just not an argument for them on that. They're 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 not going to change their mindset. And the only thing that's that's going to change what they're doing is a person at equal or greater value to them of power coming in and just null and voiding their opinion or getting them completely out of office. Yeah, but do you know the argument where people say, well, I believe in God. Well, you can't prove God exists. You can't prove that he doesn't. You can prove that cannabis has killed no one, and they can't prove that it's killed anybody. I mean, there's there's actually... But then they I, lie I to you, the though. Body, but, but well, they, they can lie, but they got to convince the jury. I mean, just like that sign. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like the sign. If, if you get a bunch of people in a room talking about cannabis deaths and, um, like, say you have a public hearing at the state capitol and you have 20 people show up, you know, and there's, you know, five people that are pro-cannabis on this panel. You could have every single one of those 20 people talking about how cannabis is not dangerous, it doesn't cause traffic deaths, this and this and this and this, uh, Maybe that 21st person that walks in is a soccer mom, and she says, I don't want my kid to be run over by somebody that's high right out in front of my house. Turns around and walks away. That's it. It's over at that point. There's no more discussion that can be had. Those people up there, they want to keep their jobs. They want to stay voted in. They're not going to fight you. They're not even going to have the discussion. That's the frustrating part. Well, the hard part, is it's kind of like when, you know, back in high school or something when you just didn't realize, like, until you got into the 
office that you had no chance in. You, know, you had a fucking snowball's chance in hell that you're getting out of anything. Yeah. You had all these ideas in your head. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to tell them this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that. And it's like the minute you're in their fucking zone, and it's sort of the same thing and just a bigger spectrum. It's like, you know, it's it, it, like you go in, and you don't know their protocol 100% unless you pay a lawyer, and the lawyer fucking goes in for you and talks. You might, if you pay your way out of it, that's the thing about America. It's just pay to play, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in every way, shape, and form. So if you have enough money, you can pretty much send a lawyer in. He can talk for you, and you probably get out of it. The minute you open your mouth, you're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because here's the thing, like, too. Uh, and here's the thing, too, though. I don't unless you just sit around and study law all day, which is there's some, so apparently you know some yeah. people do that. So so here's the thing, too, though. That specific argument of public safety that's one of the that's that's one argument that it, that they won't really budge on. But almost everything else, though, I mean, it, it, it's not having to do with public safety. When I was a news reporter, I would go to these county commissioners' meetings. The county commissioners are some of the most powerful people anywhere. They, they control the money, basically. And they would try, say, making a rule for water rights or whatever it was. It would maybe affect this guy's farm or that guy's farm or whatever. 90% of the people that this affects are not going to show up. They don't care. They don't think that they're going to be able to make a change. But there were so many times that that, that one guy showed up at this county commissioner's meeting or a city council meeting or whatever it was, sat down with these people, had a legitimate discussion with them, and they changed rules because of that one person showing up and showing care or showing care for another person, or for whatever it is. And I think that's one of the most surprising things in politics and in uh, being an activist and reform uh, that there is that, there, that you can actually do change by just showing up. Mm-hmm. It's harder to go to the state capitol or to go to the Denver City Council meetings and do this because there's a lot more people that are showing up. I mean, just because you show up in a spot and you're, mm-hmm. you you know give your voice, if you're that one person, they may listen to you. But if there's five other people against what you have to say, you know, obviously they're not going to listen to that. Well, so or, if does, they put, or if they do it like they – all the cannabis ones here at the capitol, they're like, okay, we're going to do it like the very, very end of the end of the end when everybody's like yeah. so tired. They're like, okay, it's 1130. You guys do it. And I like, no one's here. No one's left. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And then they don't listen to you, nothing. Except. But it's not even the big hearings that, that we need to go to, you know? And it sucks. I sit here and I say this. And I feel horrible because I don't go to them anymore because we work. People work. We hire these people, uh, politicians. We put them in office to do a job for us because we go to work and we have things to do. We can't spend all our day trying to, uh, you know, hammer these things out. So it does suck. It does suck that that we can't do that. But there is that opportunity to show up. It's the smaller meetings. It's the first meeting that they have. He's just ripping the shit out of that. He's laughing. It. I saw him out of the corner of my eye, just watching I would you be rip dead that. Right now, if I had to. Oh, I'll, I'll do it for you guys. Don't worry. You don't. You don't like that. But like the smaller meetings, if it's like the first hearing, the first round of talks, uh, those are some of the most important because mm-hmm. they're they're that's when those people. Um, that are holding these meetings uh, on the councils or whatever, that's when they're open to listening, you know? And even behind closed doors, having sitting down and, and scheduling a meeting with, with some of these people is, you know, is something you can do. Say the CDOT guy, calling up, him up and having a legitimate conversation with him is possible. So... It's cool. He did get a little bit Well, how are we going to do it? So what are we going to do? we got to get a hack, the, hack the sign, obviously. We do have to hack. I, wait, I'm not going to say that because it It's all going to – it's coming back to you anyway. Somebody you're the guy, who called, you're the guy who called and bitched, so you're going to be the first guy they're going to. 
They're so, going to see that sign in. They're going to go. And all I'm doing damn. is saying, if somebody out there can hack fucking C dot sign, this is a perfect <laughs> would be one funny. to do. Oh, it'll be great. Where's, the problem is you so can't lo- hack them. Where, where is it located exactly? Well, the problem is, like, they're those, they're huge, massive signs. Of course signs. you can hack them. I don't know if they have controllers on Everything them. Everything is hackable. Yeah, I'm sure. I know it's hackable. Yes. But it's, at, I think you change it from a CDOT computer at CDOT. I don't know if you can actually plug into the sign and Main change frame. it. Mainframe, bitches. I already look, see, Josh is on it over there. He's already, <laughs> somebody can do it. He's got it, he's already deep in. Well, look, I'm still optimistic that Sessions is going to be going to court, not just a regular hearing, because the hearings are crapshoot. Yeah. I've seen them. The people that are pro- Whatever law enforcement that are anti-cannabis, they're going to vote that way no matter what anybody walks in and says. I've seen them all be like, oh, well, that's a great story, hun. And then, yeah, yeah fuck you perfect, guys. You yeah, know? And that's then they're, the perfect, they're done. perfect uh, description. It's just whatever way they're going to go. Yeah, but but at least this lady. will be a trial. That that's hun, what I'm excited. that hun kind of yeah. lady. They're the worst. Yeah. Hey, that's really cute. Tony Baloney says 45 minutes of sign talk. I know it is fantastic. Well, that, that guy's my best fan. That's all he's, he, he's my that's biggest Tim's fan. fault. You tell him. Yeah, well, I was talking well, about Hempcrete and then. Oh, yeah, Hempcrete, Shmempcrete. I was ready to continue <laughs> no, the Hempcrete conversation. <laughs> hey, we like talking about science. And it's bro. not just about science, it's about everything. We can make bro. the signs out of Hempcrete. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. All right, so. Uh, fucking yeah, couches. Ask, ask your. <laughs> Couch farking question that you were going to ask him if you can remember. Well, no, I was. He already explained that you know it's not. Oh, it's I was curious about. That's all you cared about. How much it costs? No, how much? Co- that's not where I ended with. I asked uh, him about the access. Okay. If you were paying attention, uh, there aren't a lot of companies that are selling Hembird that I know of. I mean, I've tried to call a couple early on and they never answer their phone. But Old Dominion is where we got all the Hembird from, and they're like that. How much hemp does it take to build one of those blocks? Um. It's kind of a density issue, too, because you yeah. can kind of play with it a little bit. So when they What's sell it? you the bale, the bales are 4.5 cubic feet. So you've got to figure out what size, you know, how much volume your, your block's going to have, uh-huh. figure out how much hempered you're going to need by weight, and then how much binder you're going to need. So that's why I do. Usually if I have a, a cubic footage, say like I've got 800 cubic feet, you divide that by 4.5, and it'll tell you how many bags you need, and then multiply that times 33 pounds, it'll tell you how much weight. That's going to be... It's too much, man. It all went way past him. <laughs> I was watching the words go around his head. They're just I like, mean, nothing went I got, into... I got, nothing the, sunk. I got the gist of it. No, I yeah, it bounced it. right off. But it. anyway, so what we did is for these uh, the two houses we're going to build, we just called Old Dominion, ordered it. It's here. You know what I mean? It'll be here that quick. And you can buy it by the container when you're doing a project that big. So it's 30... What is it? It's 15 tons in a container. How much is 15 tons? Uh, $13,000. <laughs> And that's shipped, so it's a little more expensive than yeah. You know, that's so thirteen thousand shipped. Yeah, how much is the shipping? Uh, well, if you're going at fifty cents a pound, it'd probably be almost as much as the herd. Jeez, Fifteen tons would be seven and a half tons of herd. Yeah, well, that's the that's the I fun. Mean, wow, that is the fun part about it. hemp in general, though, isn't is that you start to get into tonnage and, and you start to get into like you know numbers that perk other people's ears up because they're like, ooh, even though um, you know. Because with cannabis, it's always like, yeah, we are getting towards the tonnage, but it's like, you know, when you do a ton a year, that's already like, whoa, that's a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you, but when you start doing hemp fields, it's like train loads. You know what I mean? How many train loads? Yeah. Got? <laughs> right. I mean, it'll be, it's going to be fascinating someday that we – someday we will have massive hemp fields again. I mean, World War II type situation of, of <laughs> you know eh. – Well, that's the cool part is like no one's really applying that too much yet. There's a few people getting close. But, like, even when they're, clo- you know, grow- we're growing what they think is close, it's still, like, the density's not even close to, right. to what, what we would need for but fiber. Can you imagine if we were 
still using hemp for the military and all the 10 to 13 illegal engagements we're involved in right now, we could be selling a lot of hemp. Yeah. Well, I mean, we buy from, uh, right now from China, it's like, it's over a billion, you know what I mean? We were, you know, we're doing a billion plus a year in Mm -hmm. imports. Sure. And, uh, that's all money going to China for for nothing, and you know the the crazy part is that as, as everything gets scaled up, it's like we're on this like weird uh, race where like when I was growing up, a million bucks was a lot of money. Yeah. Now a million bucks is like nothing. It's a down payment or you know something or whatever. They're like there's like million. You have to say hundred million to get like certain people's ears. That's a half-ass house in Denver. You know, a million. So you say a hundred million. <laughs> And, and the weird part is, is like t- only two or three years ago, a hundred million in my mind was a lot of money. But now I sit in and just listen to you know conversations, and, and it's it's very normal to talk in in billions now. You know what I mean? And just because of the projections, it's not real. I mean, it's not like my friends are sitting on billions or anybody we know has billions. But the potentials are there, and people aren't so scared to say it, and they're kind of on this thing like, oh yeah, a billion, yeah, like two billion, you know, two point two billion. And you're like, okay, so by the time you know, and, and, and it's going such a hyper speed that, like, w- with because we're about to maybe hit a situation where everybody's broke, right? And there's no more money because everybody's fucking. It, it's going to be like stock market crash. Crypt, everyone's got their money in cryptos. They don't even know how to spend them. Nobody knows how to buy anything. People, the weed industry is going to go broke because the price of weed's falling. We're going to have Zero. some. No matter what, there's going to be a financial situation of some sort. Whether it's going to be a renaissance of people being able to control their own money or is it going to be a disaster where we're just dust bowl in the fucking situation and we're all like ah, there's nothing to go on because the thing is that a lot of us banked on weed right everybody's banking on weed pretty much everybody i know is banking on weed but we're also looking at it like a boat sailing away like we're like oh that was my ride right there that fucking boat that's already we're still on the sail. first round of like sacrificing ourselves this be another generation or well, two well to the come. thing is, the thing is, it's like there's only so many boats that are going to set, set sail, right? And those are like everybody thinks they're going to make it. Everybody thinks they're special. Everybody's like, oh, but I have such a special situation, and it's like, mm, not really, because everybody. I mean, we all think we do. I think I do, but at the end of the day, I meet people later. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, I guess yeah. You, we all kind of took, you know, we either we either sacrificed a lot, got busted, or along the way, or lost things, tons of money along the way, or whatever, or dealt with bullshit for 20 plus years and so we all think we deserve the fucking piece of the pie but we're getting it but can't all have it right because there's only so much so I just give me the ones that are smooth enough and work hard enough to get it I watched a zillion things go like like for me it's like oh fuck it you know I'd rather not get involved and not have to see the oh yeah we're gonna do it it's gonna be oh it's gonna be the greatest thing ever oh what Ferrari are you getting I'm getting a helicopter and then like dude could you pay your rent oh we got no money that's, just, that's been the game this whole for yeah. forever you know what I mean it's like and it gets more and more because now you know everybody's selling isolate dude they're calculating billions and millions how much you need I need a thousand kilos and you're yeah like, but nobody's selling you're like, that you're like there isn't even a thousand kilos around, guys. Everybody's yeah. kicking the fucking tires. So there's like nine guys walking around trying to get everybody riled up. Well, that's this. a big conversation online right now of, between a few people is yeah. like who's actually completing these thousand these kilo CBD deals. These would, they would gain you like $100,000 if you were the one brokering yeah. it at yeah, 10 yeah. cents. A, like the, nobody's completing I, those deals. I it's not know. happening. Well, I mean, there's a few, and I know a couple, but at the same thing, come to me. No, I'm just kidding. But that's, that's very come, few and far I'm between. the only guy, bro. It's all me, bro. Man. No. I have watched, and I've gave. I've literally gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm not even going to listen anymore because it's such a funny thing. It's like now it's gotten like 
where, you know, I pick up the phone and it's like, you know, family members are like, you heard of this ISIL? I'm like, all right, it's over. Click. It's like Facebook. You know, it's like Facebook or something where kids don't want to do it because their parents do it. ISIL, it's the same where it's yeah, like, I don't now like it's having got, conversations it's like gotten that to the point either. where everybody's heard these crazy numbers and everybody's like, oh, dude, I can do this and I can do that. Well, what they want, everybody wants it for like four something, you know what I mean? And it's like, nah, it can happen. The four, what are you talking about, $4? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. everybody wants it in the four range. Below five. Below five, of course. That's the magic number. Below five. Below five. I need, and I need a thousand a week. And you're like, but it's gonna hit that. It's going that direction, dude. It's drawing. That's the problem. Is don't you think that this is the where concentrate market is dropping? The bottom is falling out of every market right now. Well, I know. The, you think fresh frozen is just like people got freezers full of fresh frozen. They in do. Colorado. They're just like they do. do. If the power goes out in Colorado, We're f- <laughs> <laughs> the fucking this fresh frozen so- market is gonna be like. Come take it now. You have about three hours. This is like until- the diamond mines, man. They just go dry. Yeah. So it is literally like people have fucking freezers full of shit right now. But I think part of this is also not only just the building up of supply and kind of the where you were headed with this, but it's also the anticipation of everything coming online. Of California, California alone. Mm-hmm. I, mean, it's, it's, I talked to Dredd yesterday and saw him post up. That that's all there is is greenhouses where oh, he's know. at. And none of them have come online yet uh-huh. because they haven't been licensed. Yeah. As soon as those start to come online, I mean, Oregon, 50, $50 pounds oh, yeah, of trim about, yeah, and larf yep. being sold off to concentrate makers. 50 bucks a pound. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I, I thought it was bullshit. No. I, I looked into this. But it's here too, same thing in the industry. But it's in, not in as bad. Ind- it's not 50 a pound here. Well, there's times when you can get pounds or 50 in the of trim in the industry but that's what you're gonna, sitting on a bunch shit load and it won't be the good trim of bec- course. but because the shatter market but, but I know because people, what you make from that there's no price in it anymore you're, well, you yeah. can't get 20 no, bucks yeah. a gram for shatter anymore no people are giving it away oh, yeah. so and that's now happening to the live resin market and there's of not course. another product there's not another product after a live well, resin the, that can that can ha- add another tier so it's just going to cascade down man the problem, flour and concentrate and, and the biggest problem has always been with all concentrates is the the lifespan of them because they don't. It's getting better. It, it's getting better, but the live resin stable decently well, and it's better. Live resin is it, a it's good the quality, ex- the, the flower quality. Live, is re- where live resin, you can kind of like give it a sort of uh, you know give it a sort of free free card where it's like it can change because it's live, and then you got to yeah. know that and you got to keep it in sort of the right conditions. But um, for the most part, even back in the day when people first started making bubble hash. I'm, I was talking about full spectrum. FSC, I'm just telling I'm talking you, about I'm, live. I'm just saying all right hash there. in general. The minute you process it in any way, shape, or form, whether it's be water, whether you, when you have it in dry, like if you dry sieve it and leave it in powder form, you can like and sit on that shit forever, and then you can take it and work with it later. But the minute you either press it, you with water, you've already gone too far. You know what I mean? That shit is already like changing and degrading. Yeah. And it's really, really hard to fucking keep it. So it's almost like that's like you know, oh here, take it. Okay, don't give you backsies, you know, because it's you literally the black rock hard piece of ash. Sure, and, and that's what's kind of like the biggest problem with a lot of people here is they don't know how to handle resin for long because they just get it, they make it, and they no. You're it. right. You're right. And the quality of the that, product, and now it's getting to the point where it's all backing up. People are sitting on a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds. I know people talk to people 600 pounds, 800 pounds. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? It's like you got 800 pounds and you've got more weed coming down. This dude has said he had 45,000 pounds get rid of earlier. 45,000 pounds. Where? I'll show you. <laughs> I'll show you. I have you. to look it up. I'll show but you. But dude, it's yeah. in the system here you're talking about. Uh, Cali. Okay, Cali. Yeah, that's, I mean. But be- it wouldn't surprise me if we were here too. Lusuenos Farms probably had, well, I don't know about that. 
I don't know about 45,000. I honestly don't know the number that well, I would the, throw at them. Well, the deal is... But it's not crazy to think that that's a high number and what's or a low number. Well, what's happening now, and you see it also, which is interesting, is like it's gotten to that point where people are... Like you saw, us, we talked to our buddy Steve, and he's fucking getting crushed yeah. there. You know what I mean? Because people uh, are going around selling, doing $300 pounds. And, it hurts to hear those stories. And, and knocking everybody out where it's like, oh, we'll take a loss for two years just to fucking be in control of the entire dead market that's going to be there because they're going to they're they're they're, they're, they're created such a low uh expect i mean i feel bad because i don't know what people do with all the shitty weed because i you know it's like what <laughs> what do they do with it what sell it in the store yeah but i mean who's buying that crap because it's like, uh, it sucks everybody dude 99 percent of the people to buy weed don't care what they're buying they don't care what they're smoking out of 95 let's just say that give a five percent heady range there that's but it's sad. it sad. is sad. It is sad. And I was going to mention something earlier about uh, we were there was something that I was going to tie in with the quality. Oh, we should go into your mind. There's no good weed out there. I mean, there's not there. N- number one, people were not growing great weed in the first place. And I'm sorry if you're growing great, great weed. There's a few spots that do, but for the majority, nobody's growing great weed. And with the prices going to where they're at now, you know, especially mm-hmm. with like Steve and other people that I hear uh, here, California, Oregon, the incentive for them to grow great weed is slipping away. I mean, you have you have you have people that have been that it, that have been on the top, growing the best weed um, mm-hmm. since I don't know. If, who knows how long, but definitely here recently since the cups started happening, you know, of one cups, and, you know, they're not making any money. They're not staying in the game. You know, these are people well, that I, you thought would be lifers. In I, the- I, I saw, I went to some places recently and saw, like, weed that was well-grown, hand-trimmed, uh, you know, the, but the trim, they were getting, still getting 475 a pound for their trim, but they're only getting, you know, people were offering them, like, a thousand max for their bud, and even though their bud was well trimmed and nice and you know uh, yeah so you're like wow you're only do- you're only literally only and because the, because the, the the high quality trim market is so tight that people are Dude, paying top dollar for that i don't even know how like you can sell trim anymore if you're making if you're making hash out of trim now dear god i feel sorry for whoever's buying your she's you should be doing that for free at this point i mean well, and at a thousand bucks a pound, if you're paying four seventy five for a trim, you, you just have to do a test and see if you're doubling up on your yeah. on your weight. Cause I can't pay. Are, I would think it would be. I can't pay a grand for. <clears throat> I can't pay a grand for half ass mids, man. And I mean that's. Uh, I wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. It was, I mean, yeah, yeah. It was good. It sucks. That, but it's just crazy because it's like one of those things where, you know, uh, again, everybody's kind of banking on this thing and. The biggest problem with Colorado is there's only five million people, you know, whatever. So it's like the and there's tourists for sure, but they're not like they are if you're in, you know, a real heavy tourist laden place where it just crushes every day, you know. Like like that's what Amsterdam survived on. It was all, not about the locals, it was always tourists, you know. Yeah. Like all the tourists come in. And the problem is that they haven't been very welcoming in Denver and having a good system. So pretty much yeah, people come more welcoming than they have been in Amsterdam recently. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but Amsterdam still grinds away. They still have their shops, and they still never stopped, yeah. and it's been 30-plus years. Colorado's been welcoming. Yeah. They've been welcoming, man. I mean, not really. We've changed. I'd hate to come here and fucking have to be like, well, so what do we mean you can't smoke anywhere? What are you go well, to that's go? the biggest thing by far. I will we give go you that. we to looper bus. This is the number one do. issue. And and that is the number one issue that we should have solved at this point uh-huh. um, uh, to, to integrate everything if, into the mix. And if they built them out of hempcrete, we could have tied it all in on this one fucking show, and it would have been exactly. perfect. But instead... 
We're all over the place. There is one cannabis <laughs> spot that did apply this week. They, there's one place that had... Oh, is that the vape-only place, though? Uh, I don't I think, think so. Vape-only. Yeah, it was a vape... There's one next to the Capitol is where it's going to oh, be. I don't think we were just talking about So vape-only and... Um, Edibles. So I was like, what the fuck? I can do that at the supermarket, dude. This I, can, is a, I can go to the supermarket this is a spa do, a, do a vape pen and eat an edible in the fucking... No, no one's going to say anything, are they? This is a spa in a yoga dude, place over the by Capitol. the Capitol. They were the first ones to apply for the social use permit, legitimately apply with a completed application and turn it in. The first ones, dude. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks so bad that the rules are so restrictive and the zoning is absolutely so restrictive that nobody's even trying to apply for it. Zero people. So if Vegas can pull this off, uh, the social use uh, situation, Vegas can pull it off, bring it to Denver, that would be awesome. Cali. Well, that's the exact opposite of what they originally – That's the exact opposite of what the whole, the whole thing. The reason that they didn't do it was because they were waiting for us to do it. And then we yeah, everybody's been – yeah, everybody's waiting like, for the other person to do it. And, and see, here like, in Colorado, we're a home rule state, so we're waiting for – say, Littleton, Englewood, Denver, somebody to create a plan and then bring it to the state capitol well, and pass like it. And that's just not going to happen. The state is actually going to have to pass something on this. And they don't like doing that. And California, California's smoking rules are going to prevent... Oh, yeah. I, I don't want to say it's not going to happen because I want this to happen more than anything. This will move forward our... Um, this will move forward... I don't know. What's the word I want to use? This, this, this... Our... Who we are, our culture, culture, so much. It's the number one thing that I can think of, besides just obviously legalization. Having social use facilities, where people, places where people can go and hang out. Well, I mean, Cali's the been, one thing that's missing. Cali's been breaking that rule forever. And kind so, of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I but mean, they're going to be, it's going to get worse, though. Those were kind of like speakeasy, and they'll still be speakeasies. But now that things are starting to become oh, licensed like smoke, more. But they let you smoke in their so called dispensaries or whatever. Yeah, but that's not going to happen anymore. I, well, I'm saying they're they're pretty good at breaking rules. Yeah. So they'll be at least people will be smart enough to be like, oh, well, I'll just take the next. I'll be in the strip mall. So we're in a strip mall. We'll take that other fucking shop when it opens up, and we'll turn it into a fucking head shop slash hangout weed. You know, I mean that, that's that's the Cali thing. They're gonna always never. There's too many people there, and that's the difference. Is like Cali has the ability to like crush because they have numbers. We don't have those numbers, yeah. but they have so much competition, and they have more people than we have. That really think that they're going to fucking make it on top oh, of. Yeah. We've already seen the the shakeout. They've got fifty times more people, and they're going to have the shakeout both ways, where it's going to be like still going to be a couple of guys who are going to come in with big money and just buy everybody up, just like they did over here, and they're going to take up all the weak people, turn them into their little chain, and then so the first year there's going to be a shitload of small ones that are all going to you know fuck up, <laughs> and then they they'd be half as many the next year, half as many the year after that. Uh, same number of shops, but have as many companies because they'll be. Well, it's going to turn into like five different big guys. The consolidation that happened here and it is continuously happening here. You know, like yeah. say Native Roots buying up everybody and yeah. Live Well buying up everybody. Exactly. That's the same thing. It's gonna that's gonna happen out there. It's gonna be faster. a minute. Yeah, no, it will go faster than here. It like, will go faster because it'll be one year and it'll be like boom. There's no way I can compete because you'll be like what? But somebody, if you have to have the infrastructure to set up, if you set up the infrastructure, you'll be able to sell it off. If you have five greenhouses, say you can't grow weed for shit, you're going to be able to sell that to somebody the next year and have them buy it, and they'll turn it over. And it's, Dude, it's crazy. And then we talk about the whole other side of we forget that people still want to buy cheap weed sometimes too. So in all this that we're talking about, it's a business sense. It's, it's a success of the industry and success of the companies that help make this uh, work. 
And if those companies can't make it work, they can't operate, they can't make money, then our whole system kind of falls and goes away. But there is the whole other argument of that, yeah, I want to go in and buy a pound of weed myself for 20 bucks, you know, or whatever. 20 bucks a pound. I said some crazy number because that's how crazy the numbers are getting. Mm-hmm. I want to go buy a gram of hash for five bucks. You know, I want an eighth for five bucks or, or whatever it is. I, I understand the argument for those prices, but at the same time, the vacuum that's created by other states that pulls the weed and the money and uh, um, creates the inflated uh, uh, crime situation inflates the. It's just all this plays in until we can get a handle of legalization across the board and take away that artificial inflation for weed. Allow companies to um, to take uh, off federal taxes, you know, to deductions and stuff like that. Financially, it just it's hard. To well, get down to that level where consumers are, are super happy with what they're buying and what I mean, the, the cost is, of it is. I think everybody will take it in the ass the first year because that's just they want to do it. You know what I mean? Whatever you say, we'll do it. And they're going to throw money at it. That's then, how the rules end up getting shitty is because there's people that are like, I'll bend over for you. Just oh, let me do it. I mean, anybody right now will do anything to get those licenses. And, and then within a year, they'll get like fucking sold out between each other and people realize they just bit off more than they can chew or they're fucking like well, what the fuck am I yeah, doing? It's a lot harder to stop the momentum in Cali too once they get an idea in their head. I mean here you have a centered location where you know if 500 people need to show up they maybe show up and it'll stop it. In Cali it's just like a steamroller. They get an idea. Well, the difference too is that you have, the difference too is we can have the politics of Northern California, Southern California. The divides, the differences. That's a big thing too, everybody's yeah. different. Northern Cal is all grower mentality, and Southern California is all consumer mentality and distributor mentality. So it's like the, the you still have to produce it. You know what I mean? So there's still producers, but there's you know, and it's also a lot of uh, you know uh, regulations that they haven't even because the thing about California is. If, to, to get like an apple <laughs> and, and to, has to go through more regulations or to get a fucking car, anything for your car. It's always like California's like some little anywhere but California. You know what I mean? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I got to check into their regulations. And so they've already got that shit unlocked. Like as far as how do we overregulate something? Oh, well, we got that, you know. Then they you mix cannabis into the mix where you're like, oh. Dude, the water rights are going to be interesting prices too. and the fucking bullshit that they can make up. and The uh, nuts? Like there's nuts. What's macadamia? What's What's nuts. the? Almonds. They grow a bunch of nuts in Cali. A lot of different nuts. I don't the know, almonds the, were the ones causing almonds. The yeah. Water yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like water right it's issue with that. Mm-hmm. Just think not, when you start adding the cannabis companies in well, these the, areas that, that there's nothing, and now there's like 50 greenhouses in there. Central California. Water right's a huge issue. Central California is going to be the winner of the ag zone. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, the yeah. ag zone, so they're going to crush it. NorCal is going to be unfortunately. Get, NorCal is going to get fucked because of the yeah. fact that yeah. they're not zoned correctly for a lot of stuff. So they're just going to have to take take um, a different approach where it's going to be like, oh, let's cruise up to the Mendocino, do the run, you know, and you're going to drive through and see. Well, these and places. then the state has no problem punching that Northern Cali farmer in the face and saying, "Fuck you, we're taking your." But when it comes right to, to like uh, once they are allowed to federally, set, you know. If you're when you have a shop in Ohio and you can buy weed from California and you get it for three hundred bucks a pound or four hundred bucks a pound, and it's like in, you know it's a dollar a dollar a gram or something four hundred fifty four dollars a pound. You go, you're gonna they're gonna get that and it's gonna say from California and people are gonna buy it because it's that's where you get good weed from pretty yeah. much. And then there's gonna be some boutique local stuff and that's gonna be all indoor and whatever. And the Cali bud will be all greenhouse and outdoor because there's no point of growing. They don't indoor weed up there. Now, I got to wonder if the uh, 
the vineyards out there were 98% uh, contaminated with glyphosate. I wonder what the weed's going to be like. Oh, it's we, grown outdoor. I'm sure it will be. I'm, I'm, I mean, in that area, depending on, especially if it's taking places that already were growing it, for sure, mm. and, and, and just spill over. And, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. And, unfortunately, you know, that's that's an issue where, I mean, it, it came from that area. So I'm pretty sure they're, like, the most Roundup-ready <laughs> spot. All right. Jeez. Well, you know what's interesting, too, is that now as the East Coast starts to come online, who's going to be the leader out there? You know, it's seeming like Massachusetts is going, eventually going to be the one if they can figure out the rules there. On the social use side, too, Maine and Massachusetts are going to fuck the couch, too. So Colorado is the only one. Colorado and Vegas are the only ones who stand a chance of passing social use right now. Actually, Boston has some pretty interesting stuff. Massachusetts was talking like... They were being like way more like, well, yeah, yeah I guess yoga centers and yeah, and they were like naming stuff that I wasn't even thinking about, and then I was like thinking like at the end of the day I was like, huh. I was like but well, I don't think they're going to let it. Maine and nah. Maine and Mass, they're both uh, from recently. Maine for sure is not going to have it, and uh, Massachusetts, I highly doubt that it will roll out within the next two years. The, Social use, but what were we talking before? Well, Maine that? is really awesome though because Maine's kind of like they they got a like much they more Paul Page. Yeah, and they have a cool vibe there too. Like everybody, the governor's like, awful though. Oh yeah, isn't it Maine? Maine. Like, I don't know who's Maine. Uh, Maine's governor is. I'm pretty sure that's him, and he's yeah terrible. Oh, it is Paula Page. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are right. Yes, and he, that is the, you yeah, are right. He's the one. It just hit my yeah. I hit your brain. I had a news article pop up in my head. Yeah, and he's the reason why that they're not. They're probably not going to allow social use and expansion of the program. He'll be gone soon. Enough. And they're not even going to have sales either. That's that's another thing, too. So it's is all just homegrown? It's, uh, I don't want to be completely wrong, but yeah, I think for now that it's, they pretty much stomped down on the whole thing because of the governor. Well, that's look, if, if Illinois uh, got medical, then Well, they should be paying attention you know to Vermont, Vermont, New Jersey. I mean, there's there's governors that are getting kicked out of office. Not kicked out of office. They're not getting reelected. Be, and... They put the all the Illinois the, governors in prison. That's where yeah, that's the other thing. Offices right to prison. Well, in you, you have in uh, in New Jersey, Vermont. I mean, you have governors that ran on legalization, and they're now in office. And the previous person in the spot was like anti weed. So let me ask you this: You're talking about the prices all taking a dive bomb. Would you rather see weed legal and have the price yeah nominalized to where it's just flat across the board? At least yeah. it's all legal. Because that's what I'd... Yeah, I'd that's what it needs to get to. That's eventually what it needs well, to be. You know, There's and, not then, a, and then you can survive based on your quality, just like everything that's else. That's the only... That's a legitimate regulated yeah, market mean, at that I mean, point. They can't, I mean, yeah. they can't tell you what you exactly have to do it, but I think that there has to be a kind of agreed on minimum more than anything. And, 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 and it can go up from there. I mean, people can gouge all they want. If people want to pay it, go for it. I mean, well, it's just like buying a do. Ferrari versus a Ford. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? If you've got weed that's that much, I don't know if you can compare those two. Well, why things, would you buy? You can. you can. Why would you buy a half gram of Terps for $120 in Cali? <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, it is happening. In Cali, a lot of the, a lot of hash and a lot of those specialized things are double or more than the cost of what they are here. And speaking well, of economics, I mean, mm-hmm. do you see, so when people ask me, well, do you see the hemp market plateauing and i'm like you know there's so many things you can make with it mm-hmm. i yeah. don't th- i think it's going to overshadow the, ca- the cannabis side by a mile by, by 10 times and then oh yeah there's so many yeah. products you can to make, i don't see an end to i mean jesus graphene right mm-hmm. hemp graphene yeah uh, I was door panels that, for bmw i was explaining closed. that to george and and the, and the thing is like the door panels I mean, they chills. started doing that in like 95 or something like that so it's like when i was there they were already doing that so that's well, the model t that's been like 12 years or 13 years 
in production having you know that it's it's amazing too because when you see a bmw or a mercedes everything on it's all high tech and then you open up the door panels and you realize oh look it's just hemp fibers and they're not even like it's not like they're in some crazy form you can't identify them it's like no those are you can see them (laughs) those are just hemp fibers and so it it has that perfect quality for for sound dampening and all and and also when when you when and if you crash uh it doesn't shatter into any kind of sharp pieces because it's hemp you know so that's like their their safety issues on the reason why they use it is because it's safer and so i remember hearing about the tax revenue for colorado what were the sales for for which cannabis. part for cannabis last year, Tim, you're fucking you're the machine. Right <laughs> there. Cannabis million, sales last year were, were uh, over one point three one, billion. Yeah, I was I gonna think. say one point okay. two or one point three billion. So, and how much hemp do we import? Oh, for, hundreds of right now. We're doing about a bi- about that much. About, about a, from about a billion China from alone. China. So well, yeah, so that's the uh, whole country. So I imagine. Right. So I mean, we, we import this amount already. I mean, if we're if we're growing this shit around the states, I mean the whole country, and mm-hmm. selling it for all these different projects, I just yeah, I bet the numbers are going to skyrocket. Oh, it hasn't even. I mean, we barely scratched yeah, the surface. Barely scratched the surface. And and all those products that are coming in are, are like finished goods, like our our like our clothing and Lotion, stuff. So shoes, mostly yeah, mostly textile. Soaps. Uh, not so. Well, you know, like Dr. Bronner's, all that. There, you know, there's all kinds of hemp soaps out there. Food, sure, is one of the big ones. Sure, um, but uh, t-shirts. It's pretty much like hemp? it's pretty much like it's crazy. Like hemp twine is the number one sold thing, really, uh, in and all oh, yeah. out of like by far. Yeah, and it's like oh, okay because it's just feeds. And it was funny. There was a time period where you're like, oh yeah, it's because everybody's wearing hemp shit. But like now you don't hardly see anybody. But it's still utilized a lot in those industries and in other you know and and other people. It, may, it might not be like the hot new thing in, in our world, you know what I mean? But like in general. There's always a new generation of people doing it, and mm-hmm. it's home craft, and it's all this. It's, but it's weird. Like that—that that was always the the thing that threw me off because we were always doing finished goods. We didn't sell. We we actually at our hemp store in Amsterdam, we always had hemp twine, and we would sell it to Americans who were traveling, who were like, "Yeah, I need some hemp twine," and then they're gonna like make some more bracelets on the road and mm-hmm. make whatever. And it was like, but it was ninety percent plus Americans that were buying it from us. And then when I came back to here, I'd go to the hemp stores and talk to the guys like I talked to Mitch from uh, the Hempist in Boston and he's like yeah it's just like that's what we sell the mo- literally the most of because it's like the small item that people are buying but it adds up you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it turns into the the behemoth you know what I mean uh, well I'd like to see I mean within the next five years I'd like to see bags of hemp herd in, at Home Depot or some shit you know what I mean yeah, so you exactly. can walk in and buy construction grade materials yep. made I don't from know what hemp this... in the US and then just buy well right like there. the hemp flax guys they did it for horse bedding and it was pretty much sure. the same idea mm-hmm. and it was just horse bedding and it was about twice as expensive as normal horse bedding but it also lasted about twice as long too so it was kind of like you know economical in a sense that it was sure. like it was you know you have to change it out as quick because it didn't compress as easy and it held its form and it was insulating and the horses liked it and it was like the, it's kind of funny too because if you notice um how animals react to hemp which is weird like they they seem to like remember like dred's dog or something right you know it's like you put your jacket down boom they lay on it you know what i mean because uh-huh. it's like to them they like it. it's weird like cats sure. used to have any i had a cat in my hemp store and it was like every time i turn around he'd be like laying on my fucking whenever I just fold it up. <laughs> I'd right, be like, nice. you fucking cat. You know what I mean? And he'd be like, ooh, yeah, this is good. But hemp's really weird in that sense that it has that natural, like, like it definitely is uh, pet-friendly. Sure. Uh, well, and the thing I always tell people is, like, a lot of animals are allergic to straw, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it makes such a great bedding. Right. And somebody was talking about cat litter. 
Yeah, I mean, they already did. Yeah. They had they had hempy. They had a thing called. Fuck. Was it called? Hemp, I did hear hempy, a commercial about cash. coconut cat litter here today yeah. on uh, the uh, radio, and I was yeah, I thought immediately I was like, I bet you could do that with him. They did it. They did it um, in Europe, and it was God. I can't and once again, the clay-based stuff. And it was just like a pelletized. They just pelletized it. Sure. And, and then that way, when, when your cat peed in or whatever, it would expand a little mm-hmm. bit. You know what I mean? And then you could kind of tell that it was being used. And so then you dumped it out. And it was, it was definitely earthy. You know what I mean? It, had that, like, it was like slightly green, mm-hmm. little earthy vibe to it. Sure. But it worked good. I mean, it was definitely it was I can't super, find the number. super hippie. <laughs> I can't find the amount that we import. Of what hemp products? Yeah, I can't find the exact number. Mm. I well, saw something I that said one point four million of something, and then it was about one point. It was about one point two. One point four million billion. No, that's what I. That's what I said. Is one point four million of something, and that, that number no. didn't seem right. Mm. So I'm trying to. I was no. trying to look for the actual no, no. number because it was about four hundred million for the longest time. That was about the average, and then in the last say five years or so yeah. it keeps like doubling and not doubling total, but like doubling in the new sales or whatever. So it's kind of. It's compounded up to, I remember it was like 700 at one point, and then I believe it was around 1.2 billion. Which, yeah. again, like we were talking about earlier, billion's not a lot anymore. It's like, eh, that's not so big. Cause then, and that's the thing that's funny is like, it doesn't matter how much money we make or put in, inject into the system, it's always like poo pooed as nothing anymore. Because back in the day when it was a lot, it was, oh yeah, 1.2 billion, whatever. Now, if you did that, it'd be like, dude, we've found more than that in an apartment you know what i mean like it's just like there's guys stashing more than that you know what i mean we busted fucking cartel dudes with three billion dollars you know what i mean so 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 the numbers don't really shock anybody anymore it's like a billion uh, a couple billion you know 10 billion so now we have to get up into the trillions before people are going to pay attention like it's three trillion dollars you know which just doesn't even comprehend because if you see like those pictures like drawings of the amount of money it is yeah it's like a fucking quarter block or something you know what i mean you're like holy shit it's all fake anyway (laughs) this dude in the chat room has he's like what what terps do horses like horse terps (laughs) sorry i thought my phone was on silent there he's like what terps do horses like and then this dude answered him horses like dutch weed (laughs) dutch weed that's all right Horse haze hey. for horses. Haze, they like haze. Hay, like so, haze. <laughs> but um, bumps. Haze terps. I had just without the voice. Z. No zinger in there. No Z's. I had a small Z. voice on my shoulder remind me that I'm supposed to talk about our seminars. Oh yeah, do that because we have time. We yeah. have we have like an right, hour so, to kill still. But so the website is learnhempcrete.com, mm-hmm. and we're Left Hand Hemp on Facebook, and we've got basically we're going to do two weeks per house that people can sign up for a week at a time. Uh-huh. Um, there's an early bird special if you sign up before March 2nd. It's 500 bucks for the entire week. That's uh-huh. you know three meals a day, a place to camp, place to shower, and then you get the hempcrete experience and a hempcrete t-shirt. Or not a hempcrete t-shirt. That would be very uncomfortable. A hemp t-shirt. <laughs> hempcrete t-shirt. Uh, yeah. the, the crete <laughs> we just spirit. You have to call it. Right the, no, we're just going to slap it on you. <laughs> just, call it it, just shorten the whole thing and call it the crete experience. Crete experience. The Crete experience. Come to the Crete experience, right. and then they'll be like, "What is that?" And then you can t- explain it because you don't have to. Then you don't have to say the, the word Crete hemp experience. Again. Crete experience. I'm telling you, I have hemp in it somewhere. Nope. Don't even say the word hemp. Then people are like, "What the fuck is a Crete experience?" Like, That's right. Oh yeah. Are you? Crete- I'm telling you though. Are you Crete experience? When you, you see the video of the dude with the blowtorch, yeah, I've seen with it. The we talked about it. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah. it fa- it's fascinating. Learning about that what was, you can do with hemp. I mean, we did people, it at my shop. We did it at. Remember at the Hood Lab, we did a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember little, that. Yeah, that was the same thing. We put it up there, boom. But it's it on. one thing. It's one thing to sit here and 
talk about hemp and all the uses that it has, but it's a whole other thing to actually see what those uses are and to see it in action. I mean, there's there are a million different things that you can use hemp for. You replace a million different products. And when people like yourself put it into play and actually show that it can be done, proof of concept, it's 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 fascinating to me. And it's crazy that the rules that laws have created the situation right now to where products like that are not allowed. I mean, it, it is me as an American I was taught that oh, we were a free we go, country. Here we go. No, you think you think as a kid. You think you were as a kid. No. You think as a kid that you're taught that we're this free country. You know, you develop a product like hempcrete and bam, you can be rich. It's but no, right, it's just yeah. not that way. Oh, you it's know, not that way sometimes. Here's, here's a hempcrete story, I guess. Do you guys go to Concrete World yet? Have you been there? Mm. Come on, what the hell? Where's it at? Vegas, of course, oh, where all the yeah, parties yeah. are at. Right. Okay, so they do a concrete. concrete they world. do a concrete. Um, trade show and it was exactly the same time as I think it was an NCIA event maybe or it was some other event and it was basically like you know classic get on the flight sit down next to this guy and he's like hey you going to, what are you going into Vegas for I go, oh, a trade show he goes yeah me too and I was like cool and, and at first I thought he was going to say something about you know weed and he's like uh, so uh, what, what, I, do, I do concrete and I was like oh cool and he's like yeah he's from New York yeah I total, oh, yeah. total New York right? he's like you got to come you got to come over to my spot and I'm like alright I come over and I come check it out and it was like I walked around that thing and it was just like wow this is funny this is like a big trade show for just concrete people and but, but on the flight uh, I was like okay so uh, you ever heard of hempcrete you know and he's like no and Basically, just like, oh, this is going to be a great flight. Boom. By the end of the flight, the guy's like sold. He can't, his, his mind's been blown. He's like, like, dude, this is crazy. Because everything that I said, all the little things about it that were just the most uh, mind blowing to him were the fact that, you know, that it sequestered CO2, that it fucking could breathe, that he didn't have black mold, you know, all these like things that he knows the problem. He's like, oh, dude, that's huge. You know, all these little things were like, game changers you know and then he's not a weed guy so he's not looking at it as you know a lot of times people can't comprehend like a 10 football fields of hemp growing you know what i mean they're just thinking like they think like weed you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so but when we have that which is very soon um it's going to change the game but the only problem is like we said in the very beginning like people don't you can't get those regulations changed we're gonna get into that stalemate, you know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like you can't use this because it's not yeah. it's not approved, and you know, so you have to. So does that make it impossible? Like, because Colorado's got pretty bad building code fucking things, right? I mean, it's pretty tough. I'm just getting into the code enforcement game. Um, Montrose is supposed to be um, a little easier to work with, right? So I'll I'll find out in the next couple of weeks here. Denver is nightmare. I mean, sure, Denver seems like it's one of the city. one of the tougher places to do it. But I'm hoping, you know, I started out in Straw Bale, and uh, my mentor's name is Andrew Morrison. He was really instrumental in getting, uh, I think, the International Straw Bale Building Code. That's a UN code. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's actually a code for Straw Bale. And now he's doing the same thing with tiny homes. Oh, that's, that's dope. Into, so. See, tiny that's, homes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. hemp's next. You know what I mean? We'll just keep I bet you with the tiny home thing, man, you could, you could probably, I don't know if stamp's the right word. It's probably not the right word. But you could probably pop out some some quick homes with the, the as long as they weren't mobile i don't think it would do too well on the road well the thing the no no not at all and the thing is um they just changed the law here in colorado which is pretty cool because before it was like this tiny home thing it had to be movable blah 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 but now they've said like if it's under 400 square feet which is actually pretty big 
um, that <laughs> That's bigger you, can, you don't have to move them or you don't have to move them now. And what's the deal? Why why would you uh, why would you not want to move them? I mean, oh, I probably crack. know, but wow, well, because I mean, it's 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 yeah. like yeah, they're just not very. Well, it's hit like a, a good bump or something like that. Adobe or something. But that doesn't mean they're like if you well, say you wanted to build these in California, that doesn't mean like you the, could uh, an earthquake is going to damage them, right? I mean, you could probably build, you could probably engineer it well enough to work within California rules. Sure, maybe or maybe not. That's the only thing I thought of. A little bit of plasticity to it. I, I'd like to try it. I, I, that yeah. I don't know. I haven't studied anything that talks about uh, earthquake regions because. I'm never in one, but uh, what was the other? Um, you you had uh, what was the uh, seminar thing that you were talking about? Oh, we're well, we're teaching someone how to build. You know, hopefully thirty people a week. That's what I like the Crete experience. That's my new bro. tiny that's home. That's the Crete experience. What are you talking about? I just about? bought that this you forgot weekend. already. That's that's your town home. It's my tiny home. That's your tiny home. Yeah, I bought a thirty-five foot um, international school bus, dude, who's, and I'm going to insulate it with the hemp. Uh, that's dope. Bat insulation. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Since I can't use hempcrete, I want to use hemp everywhere right. I can inside. Sure. Um, you bought a bus. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen I've seen looks by like the travel buses, like yeah. the like the old party buses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is a like no, legit school bus. Yeah, Star Destroyer. There. That's the big one. So Star Destroyer. Yeah, so you paint that? And... Oh yeah, and I called two paint places today that do cars, and they're like, "Yeah, I can't paint that." So I'm gonna have to find someone that does industrial. <laughs> Look at that thing, dude. Why don't you yeah. just wrap it? Why don't you just like do it? Yeah, wrap oh, it. it. That's what you're just probably gonna have to do. You guys want advertise on my bus? You guys can wrap it. I got. Yeah, that's a big wrap. That's a that's a that's a ten or fifteen. $15,000 I would Ooh. I would wrap it if I could Should pay for it. It would be cheaper to paint it. I would yeah. wrap it if I could pay for it. But the cool part about wrapping it is, you know, you could just leave it like exactly as it is, wrap it really cool, and if you ever sold it, it's still a fucking school bus. It's yeah. not like someone else is like, yeah, it would have been cool for the school bus. You know I mean? It's like, no excuses. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's really cool, though. It's a, it's fun. It's interesting how many people um, take that option of buying sort of like a motor home type situation, you know. A friend of mine uh, just bought a bus also in Rhode Island for his club. And what's dope. he got like a? But he got like a real. It looks like an old Greyhound or something. Like oh that. sure, yeah. Well, the old ones are cool the too. Silver, the silver ones, you know, like the yeah. they still had the like the siding on them and nice. shit like that. What's so. her name? Just bought one too. I can, I can never remember. Why are you not? Names? Rem- why are you sitting in here not remembering stuff? Horrible that's, names. That's like not a good, not a good thing. Uh, but I'm gonna have to order that hemp fiber insulation from uh-huh. Ireland or Germany, basically, because they're the only two places producing it. So. That's whack. Yeah. Want to make America great America. again. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get the hemp growing. Man, I, yeah. can you out. imagine what? if that was like, if, if maybe Trump was like, all right, we, we hate this weed thing, but we could still make a bunch of products from hemp. Dude, you could mm. just be the savior at that point. We don't want him to. I don't want. I mean, him I don't to do want anything it. correct at this point. <laughs> like, you have like a weed thing right under your nose, right there. It's yeah, either it's a booger or a weed. No, it's some weed. I just <laughs> <laughs> weed man over here, Sweet. all over Swede. Um, but uh, no, don't have any faith that that's going to happen. So don't what was that site again? What, where can they go find out more info it's about? It's uh, learnhempcrete.com. Learnhempcrete.com. Mm-hmm. Dope. And then. Uh, any kind of like so you're going to be doing noco i assume or? oh yeah yeah noco's a great time we love morris and lizzie we get up there and we can talk the about booth. noco for a minute that's become yeah. a pretty big it's a great show. seminar literally noco conference. is like at the right pace it's kind of grown you know what i mean it hasn't it hasn't gone too quick because the thing is any trade show that moves too fast fucks up and then then they end up with problems and too many people and not enough you know or anything so they do a real good job they plan it you know 
properly and it's uh, a lot of great vendors a lot of great booths it keeps getting time. it does keep getting bigger which is awesome but it also uh quality of the products keeps getting way better too yeah. it's like wow look at some that, people you know? don't think of the difference when they think of hemp farming or they think of hemp sometimes you're still maybe stuck in that city mindset of like you're thinking of a grower with like 12 plants in his back room or whatever but yeah. this is actual farming I mean, we're talking about What's well, cool because you see tractors when you pull in. You're like, ooh, tractors, you know. So right, and also people haven't when you, when you deal with real farms with real tractors, they're talking again. They're back in the then a million bucks ain't a big deal. They're like, yeah, yeah I spent a, a million money. on the two tractors and the other thing. A combine and, itself, man. Shoot. Oh, that's already over a million. Yeah, you know dude. I mean? So that's like then then you know nobody really owns them. They're renting them or they're using them for this or that. Finance by the bank. And, and the bank owns it. And so your whole farm. The bank owns your whole farm. And so. In our industry, nobody has that equipment really, like no. here in Colorado, at that up to par of what they need. And so it would help if John Deere would make products in the United States for this. I mean, exactly. get in early in the game so yeah. people have some incentive. What's to it get called? It. The hemp uh, decorticator? Decorticator. 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 It's crazy. It's funny because I talk to that word, you know, I speak that word to people all the time, and what they regurgitate is always like the decorterminator and i'm like yeah it's decorder you know what i'm talking about decortifier it's the fart couchinator do and it but that's something and that's what i wanted to bring up that this is this is farming it's 100 percent farming well the thing about that machine too is like it's either you get a really really expensive humongous one or you get a real small one that's like fucking another shitty job or whatever but maybe been 100 years old or something but the crazy part is is that we don't have any we have a few now there's one in north carolina there's one here uh, there was the last ever one that was in america was in um san diego and they had these previously they were during like world war ii era and then these old a lot of the machines that i've seen they just like they're old and they've had to work on them quite a bit to be able to get it to work so but i don't have a ton of experience looking at this stuff i do have family that's that owns farm my grandpa owned a farm out in northwest colorado my grandma owns you know a bunch of land out in arkansas and farmers have it rough lately i mean it's it, it well not lately it's one of the toughest jobs in the world to do but because of food prices and because of the lack of interest in farming um for younger generations well, imports mostly because we yeah, import everything so. it's becoming a, a less i mean it was never really a Huge money making type situation. It's what you did. It's what you did. You were a well, farmer. Well, I mean, the crazy part is, is that they did make money, but the investments were pretty, pretty big investment, long term sort of project. Get paid out, and by the time you, everything gets paid off, you're not really making that. Family much farms money. are not making, but money. the numbers are there. Like you know, with the guys going down to the local bank in the farming regions are dropping huge bits of money down but it's also because they're buying quarter million dollar tractors and they're fucking buying all this you know ridiculous infrastructure to keep the Mm -hmm. thing rolling and then you know by the end of the year they might make it hopefully and if they have a shitty year they or it's subsidized by the government a lot of them or subsidized subsidized, straight up subsidized by the government yeah and they don't have to grow and they just fucking just sit there but we could replace that situation with hemp you could period end of story we could replace it with hemp and even if it's not even if it's not the demand for hemp isn't here in the united states which it will be if we allowed it to be with the export yeah well that's i mean we could still export hemp but yeah no i think i mean well the demand will be fast because once people start to realize that they can, you know, compare. I stop like, myself flat in the track there when I start talking about export because we just can't, we can't compete against India and China. Well, they're not. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, again, we can create a whole new market because the thing is, I think also what's dope is, you know, like we were talking about graphene and stuff before, which is like, you know, you take you take a plant which is super simple and raw, 
and then you have these multiple ways of making money off of it, and it's literally, you know, it is the buffalo of plants, right? you got to use every single part of it. And in the end of the day, the of if you actually do that and use every part of it, you're like, holy shit, you know, we're making way more per acre than if you're growing it. If you're, if you're doing the whole thing, if you're not just processing, but if you're growing, processing, distributing, doing the whole nine yards, you can, like, create just hundreds and hundreds of different ways of making money. And then you take it into, like, biotech, and it gets crazy because the quality of hemp products are so high that you give it to somebody who's got half a brain and they're like all of a sudden like, wait a minute, this is the best, you know, source of cellulose we've ever seen. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it just does that. You know what I mean? And it starts Mm -hmm. to change the outcome of results too. I mean, you may not have had a, you had a lack, a less quality product that you're working with now. And then another product comes in and raises that quality. It's going to change the results in in the long run. Mm -hmm. It's just like these tests that they do and the studies that they do on cannabis from the University of Mississippi. Yeah, with shitty weed. And the swag, and it's just like the, the worst weed you can possibly get, and then you bring in maybe something, you know, that's grown from a great source. It's it's not even the same product. Yeah. It's, you can't even, you, you really can't connect the two at all. And so that's going to be also another big learning curve when we start to introduce all this into the mix, you know, Re, relearning better ways to get to an end point. Well, the problem, okay, right now we're, like, everything's about blind tell you if you have to do like a blindfold uh test you know like a blind test with anything get it clinically passed by the fda or something like that like cannabis is gonna have a hard time because a they don't recognize it unless it's already been taken out and turned into a compound and there you go and okay here it is it's pure it's got nothing else. then those things don't work anymore you know and so the whole we're kind of like in this weird until they recognize that whole plant sort of everything is the way to go i mean you can take you can take like a uh a tenth of a gram of of just flour, mix it up with some coconut oil, right? Put it into a pill. Then you could take a hundred milligrams of extract of whatever and compare them, and you'll get way more effect off the ten milligrams. You get like a better effect from ten mil and the coconut oil than you will off a hundred mil. Yeah, we, isolate or some other bullshit, and it doesn't do anything. You're like, okay, well, that didn't really work, you know. And so, yeah, we, and we still haven't got into. I think what you're trying to say is, you know, getting into the R and D. Yeah, just no, of it all. Just shit's like, about just, to get real. Shit's about to get real. I, no. it, flow, it blows me away how much there's still R and D to be done in facilities that are that have been legit and open for for years. Like, here's the thing: is the access to the product is still so limited. You know, you you have companies that say uh, hash company, and the hash company wants to make a certain type of hash or wants to research. Uh, um, how to get a certain result that they just saw. They don't necessarily have an endless supply of weed to waste to run to be able to get that product, you know? It's it's and so that's that's part of it too. So the more that we unlock this and allow the ability for people to, you know, like yourself to just sit down and talk about it with each other, do the R&D. I mean, the Uh-oh. ability for you to for someone like yourself, the just untapped ability of of someone like yourself is just it it that, those are the things in America that I hate when I talked about like oh, I think we grow in this free country or whatever <laughs> it's that we get locked inside this you know it grinds my gears shitty box of expectation <laughs> and how you're you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to operate et cetera including with like the drug war and there's just so much untapped potential in people across the board yep. Be, be except weird for you, except for you of course be weird be you know, strange everything, everything everybody but you. 
You have been tapped, bro. You're no. all your talent. My tapped. <laughs> was, I've never used. I've up. never tapped into my full you, potential. It, it's used up, bro. You've That's something my teachers you're regularly have told me throughout the years. Uh, fully tapped, Tim. Fully tapped, Martin. <laughs> no. Um, That's what's sad. It's so, not. did you know any? Did you ever get to see? You ever get to talk to anybody about graphene and get to any like with? That's actually involved in any of that, or because just read bat- about it. Because that whole battery thing blows my mind. That's like yeah. one of those. That's like one of those. You know, just when you thought you knew something, you're like, what? wait, what are you talking about? Graphene and how hemp. So, <clears throat> interestingly enough, hemp produces graphene naturally in its own sort of form when you heat it at the right temp. Basically, heating it up at the right temperature. And what do you mean by graphene? Graphene is like a... Oh, graphene. Yeah, yeah microchips. Ah, I, I thought you were talking gra- about graphene. Batteries. Like, yeah. Like graphene, graphene. Graphene. Yeah. No, no, no. Graphene, which is really expensive to make, right? It uh, was getting cheaper, but it's also kind of toxic, too. So when you make it with hemp, you're using non-toxic materials, and you're creating the same thing, which is basically a single layer of nanotubes that lay kind of in the right direction. And, and, and it's weird because with hemp, what you do is take the... It's pretty much the fiber of the hemp, um, which is weird. So it's not the herds. So it's the fiber part. But mm-hmm. you heat it up at the right temperature, and you kind of go up real slow. <coughs> and then at a certain point, you <coughs> heat it up real fast, and that kind of creates a chemical. It creates a reaction, and when it, what you're left with are single layer of molecules that are perfectly lined up, and so you're creating nanotubes. So graphene is an allotrope. Is that how you say that? Of carbon consisting of a single layer of carbon atoms arranged in a hexagonal lattice. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. That's cool. And so hemp does this naturally, and so they figured out, like, holy shit, we can do it out of hemp. That's really cool. At, at, now when you start to grow fields of it, you got all this fiber, you're turning it into that, and that's what Tesla's putting all his energy into yeah. now is, is only using graphene for their batteries. So you can imagine every fucking Tesla needing shitloads of this. So all of a sudden it's like, and the coolest part about it is it's biodegradable. And they're trying to develop the buckyball too is on the other side of that. Tesla was wanting to use this uh, molecule, this this molecule or whatever that they put together that um, would possibly even be able to hold and control like nuclear fission and et cetera. And, you know, the explosion of, of, of um, like hydro batteries and stuff like that you know like i can't remember exactly what the name of it was that they they say it but that's that's what's cool too is that these type of um these type of engineering down to the cellular level of building you know this little box that can hold something and is pretty much indestructible mm-hmm. that's that's so cool well we it's uh, fascinating well again like with hemp if you take that into effect where you're going like okay so that would be the perfect marriage where you got to, you know, you, now you, you, you got a way to use all the fiber for something that's not as typical. Like everyone right away thinks of clothing, which is cool, but it's also like we're, again, we're so far behind the Chinese. This is the space age stuff we, that we need we to be getting well, into. We might as well forget like, about clothes and just let them deal with it right now yeah. because for the most part, we still have to build a whole other industry just to do that. And what we should concentrate on is stuff like this where we can actually take it next level. And you're like, wait a minute. You're talking about what you know, and and it's kind of the tortoise and the hare. You know what I mean? Hemp's going real slow, and all the other mm-hmm. horseshit products are mm-hmm. always in the lead. But at the end of the day, it's just it's going to win. When hemp catches, though, it's going to yeah. fly. Yep. That's the thing is that it's still it's like right at the starting gate, and we're hammering out weed right now. And there's going to be a certain point where, as a whole, maybe we in the United States realize they kind of snap out of this of like, oh wait. Hemp isn't marijuana? It's mm-hmm. not weed? Like, you know, then that I think is going to happen. And it just, just takes a little bit. 
and why I mentioned farming and the whole situation of farming, because when you go to uh, a seminar or you go to a conference um, that's weed-related, it's one thing. It's, it's, it's in its own category. When you go to something that's like uh, uh, the, the NOCO hemp thing or mm-hmm. another f- – it's like a farming – it's it's a different monster. It's not. Sure. It doesn't have the excitement. Yeah, they still go it, down. They're still getting down. Oh, it is. But it doesn't. But it. But, but here's the thing. It's not as. It's not as sexy. It doesn't have the the perceived excitement. It's not the sessions that people are trying to get into. It is the hmm. more serious business side, the textile side, the production side of things. A hundred times bigger than anything that we're ever going to see in in weed, but the excitement, man, it's like what I was talking about. People don't want to get into farming because it's just not the cool thing to do as kids. It's that same thing with hemp. It's it's well, just it's, not exciting to some people, but it is. It is. No, yeah, it's, it's so. It's, I'd have. I'm, I want to comment on that because this is my mm-hmm, thing. I've noticed just when I go. Yeah. Um. So I just went to Indo Expo mm-hmm. uh, here in Denver. And that was great, and everybody's going nuts, the cannabis, big mm-hmm. cannabis thing. And we had a hemp hallway, and mm-hmm. it's the second year they've had a hemp hallway. Yeah. We got a ton of traffic through there, and people were like, oh, you know what's it? And I'm like, well, you need to come to in, or NOCO, mm-hmm. uh, which is April 6th and 7th just okay. in Loveland. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, because it's like Indo Expo for hemp. And people are, man, I, I lost my voice both days last year. Mm-hmm. So many people coming to the booth. And, I mean, hemp creep was kind of a nice draw from all the, yeah. the CBD stuff yeah. going on. But, I mean, people were freaking out. They were excited. We got so many people like, so I can build uh, what about, I live in New England. How about a Cape Cod house? You know, just, yeah, boy. and I was yeah. like, look, all you have to do is put furring strips on the front of your hempcrete so there's a, you yeah. know, an air gap. Yeah. Yes. You can make it look exactly like every other fucking house and no one's going to know that it's not. No one's going to, yeah, exactly. That it's not conventional construction. You will because you're going to be benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you were talking about, um, just like hemp being able to make graphene. Mm-hmm. I'm all about things being made with a re- sustainable, replenishable source that sure. isn't detrimental to humans. Yep. It's like filler, you know, everything's got filler in it. You go to buy ice cream, huh. should be cream, milk, sugar. Yeah. And then there's now there's carrageenan and guar gum and xanthan gum and all this bullshit. Yep. And people eat it up. So what we need to do is get to the consumer because this is a hugely consumer-based, unfortunately. Yep. We're like one of the worst, man. We just consume, consume, As soon consume. as people figure out, and, and it's just not an option to people. As mm-hmm. soon as they figure out that or are given this option, yep. uh, I mean, there's no, just no reason not to run towards it. Absolutely. No, it, it's, uh, it's really cool because when I go to like this, uh, whole, I don't really go to Whole Foods anymore, but natural grocers or whatever and I, and I see that the hemp stuff's like becoming pretty normal. You know, it's like it's not, no, no one is like... On that end of things, it is becoming – it is a, it is a quote-unquote sexy thing to have, like, hemp in Whole Foods store and stuff. Yeah, so well, they, I, they, they usually – well, the cool thing is in June every year when they do um, Hemp History Month or whatever, they have – the end caps are always at fully done, yeah. just all the hemp products. And that was kind of like the beginning of, like, when I first came back and I was like, damn, there's like – wow, they're really promoting it hard. And then at a certain point, it was like I realized that, yeah – it did, and then they do that. They'll do that once a year, but that's pretty much it. The rest of the time, it's just there, and it just starts to become normal. And you start to see, oh, look, there's a hemp option, and I'll always, always buy a hemp option, give it a chance because, you know, it's obviously supporting the cause. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, uh, it's kind of mind blowing because I'd be like, man, imagine when you can do chips in the shop, and now you guys, oh yeah, look, there's hemp chips, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, damn, there, everything is happening, and it'll only get faster and more aggressive and better quality, you know, which is cool because a lot of times. Everybody assumes everything from hemp is like 
And that's why I was saying earlier. And Birkenstocks and granolas and like, hey, man, where, you want to buy it, man? It's like, you know, it's like the, it gets real savvy uh, where you're like, all of a sudden you're like, you know, holy shit. That, you know, that's what our products have always tried to be is like, oh, that's nice. And then they're like, yeah, that's hemp. And you're like, oh, yeah. Really? So one thing I like to show people is I've got a couple 1902 and 1908 replica Sears catalogs where mm-hmm. you can buy literally anything mm-hmm. sold as like Amazon back in the day, right? Yeah. Um, so if my understanding is right, canvas mm-hmm. is derived from the word cannabis, right? Yeah. And so all of our tents in the Civil War, World War One, World War Two, were probably all canvas. And you got to presume that most of the canvas in the Sears catalog pre-1937 mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. made from hemp. Could, yeah. And they have a lot of hemp. I mean, they've also got like hemp carpet you can buy uh-huh. right, in the, right in the magazine. It's so great to look up hemp and then, oh, look, there's hemp carpet. You could just get it for your stairs or your living room or whatever you wanted. Right. I want it to become that normal again to where it's just like, yeah, yeah you can opt for hemp or you mm-hmm. can opt for linen or you can hop, opt and it, for... And it's luckily it's kind of happening too. It's, you see it to the point where you're like, oh, shit. It's like it is finally getting to that point where people are putting... The crazy part is, though, is every time something like that comes out, you have to pretty much guarantee that somebody fucking put some blood, sweat, and tears into making it get to where it was mm-hmm. because... There's nothing but pushback all the way normally, and then occasionally somebody gets it through. You know, they make it through because they're super fucking soccer mom, and you know what I mean? They're so far removed from cannabis that whoever they talk to kind of didn't get spooked. You know what I mean? And managed to put it in their catalog. But, you know, like, or it gets trendy, like, um, Urban Outfitters, remember, like, they would get really all of a sudden into weed. Like, all of a sudden they have weed books, and I'm walking in there one time. They did. And I'm like, I don't go to Urban Outfitters. Yeah, because when I go back to New York from from Amsterdam, I usually stop in Urban Outfitters or whatever, check it out, because it's like, you know, they they always would change out their style. And there was like a moment in time where it was like, everything was about weed, you know what I mean? So I was like, and I'd go up there and I'd be like, oh, look, here I am in Page, whatever. Here, ah, there it is. Oh, they don't have me. Oh, look, there I am again. It was just crazy. A couple of times I was like, that was weird. There was like like three different books that came out that all got sold as their little book spot. And they're all weed related. And and they happen to all have either strains of mine or whatever. Dun, dun, dun. But, um, you know, it's kind of like it either gets through because it's good, it's cool, you know what I mean? But I think it's going to take a federal. But I you think want it to be standard. I mean, that's the best. I think are, you, are you guys going to NOCO? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you going? I don't know I'm if I'll go. Tim, go. You'll I might have to sexy work. it is. I, yeah, it's I'm, call in sick. You don't have to work. <laughs> I'm speaking, so I'll be there. It's on sure. the weekend. I'll try and hit up there. I'll, yeah. try, I'll try and hit up there. It's a really good time. I mean, it's there's a lot of really, really good stuff. Steep Fuse is a company that infuses CBD into their coffee beans. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, no, it's awesome. All the stuff that they got hemp beer, but we don't drink That's Two's Jam. Oh, no, they have beers. The coffee. No, well, that too, yeah. That we don't talk too. about that, yeah. but I'm talking about coffee. Him and his... Oh, we have this sure. guy that he's like, he's like, this guy. scientist. We, got it. we own him. We, he's going to be scientist level of like trying to figure out the the best coffee cup, period. I mean, he's nuts. He's nuts, period, but he just gets into these little things like this. You mean the best roasted beans? That just like everything. The best coffee, the best everything from, from beginning Monte to Art, end. Sure. It's like it's like Breaking Bad type situation <laughs> with this mother. Well, coffee's uh, coffee's an interesting. Shout science. out to Toots. Well, now sure. that I don't drink, I drink a lot of coffee. Obviously, I don't drink either, my friend. Yeah, and you don't drink coffee. We don't either. need no. I don't drink coffee. No, I, I don't drink alcohol. I don't drink coffee. I try not to drink soda, but but you drink it. All I right. get into these like shitty swings of like I'll have one for I'll have a soda every day for a week and then not have one for like two months Dude, oh, I'm the worst man. with that like I have willpower with any other substance in the world but soda Mark like, I can't stop it uh, I can't stop to pop everyone you know what it is you gotta so, be more like, you gotta what be more soda like do you drink uh, 
Kyle drinks I drink seltzer Coke. water. Oh, Coke see, yeah. yeah I can't do any of that. I, I quit drinking soda, right? But until they started making organic sodas. And then yeah. I was like, hey, I could have soda. Same with chocolate. Same this with is not too, this was like a cane sugar thing from Vanilla Pop. Right. Well, most of those are usually pretty too sweet, like way too sweet. Yeah. But the, the thing is, when I stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Every damn every comment I'm about to make. How old are you? Like, oh my god, here we how go. How old is he? He's uh, how old do you mentally, think? Twenty seven. Mentally, he's about eight or something. Nine <laughs> or eight, like, Yeah, I'm thirty four. Thirty four. Okay. 34. So I guess you could have been drinking for a while. I was just saying. You want to ask these guys about this? So, yeah. but when I stopped, oh, he got level. He got up to the level pretty high up the level. <laughs> when I stopped. Yes. The uh, the whole sugar thing, you know that was that becomes worse? a thing. Was it worse? No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't even that bad. It's worse now than it than it used to be. Like I still have at the end of the night when I'd be like After when I just soda, chug, when you're chug, fifth chug. Soda, you're in your sugar no, no, diet. No, 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 no. Your, no. sugar diet. Maybe I haven't had a soda out throughout the whole day, but like at the end of the night, at you know the very end of the night is usually you know when I like to get super high or I just really kick in the drinking, and uh, I do have like this weird trigger of like sugar. High, like I have to go. I have to have sugar. I have to have a soda. I have to have a candy bar or something. No, that only started of, after uh, I quit with wheat, with the, the the drinking. Organic gummy bears are my yeah, ones. dude. Those are amazing. I love gummy bears. <laughs> I love gummy See, bears. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me how the gummy bears I'm made like, and where I'm it comes from. I'm purposely trying to stay off all candies just to kind of not inspire my kid at all. So I'm always just like, okay, I got. How do I not like? And I, I don't eat like shit. And I don't. I never. I'm kind of like, eh, it's no big deal. But then every so often it'll be funny because like the other day. And I was at a Home Depot or something, and I was picking up shit, and I was like, dude, I need like some sugar. So I normally would never buy a crappy no. thing, but I'm like, I'll take a Snickers, whatever. Oh, dude, Snickers <laughs> and, are the best, though. And, and so I ate, ate a Snickers bar, right? And then my kid gets in the car the next day. He sees that empty wrapper. He was oh. fucking like, It's like, what's what? this shit, Dad? What <laughs> is this? You know, he, like, he fucking busted my ass. So dude. I was all like, I was like, oh, well, I was hungry. He's like, you ate it without me. No, uh, just, like, <laughs> I gave a homeless guy a dollar, and he dropped his wrapper in on accident. That's always the answer. You can't tell him it was yours. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was definitely one of those deals where it was just like, okay, at least he's picking up on the fact. For, and then he was like, it's not even a good one. Like, he was like, really, like, he could tell like, I wasn't eating, like, quality, quality candy. Snickers like, is quality? Not really. Uh, it's a lot of hydrogenated oil. In there, I like me. Snickers. Yeah. I love the if, taste, but I hate that I can't eat them anymore. No one's made a fake Snickers bar yet. I, we, we, my friend they've done Milky do, Way. My friend fake did Milky uh, um, uh, the first edi- one of the guys who was kind of the edible dude back in the day, and he would do stoner bars, which were tasted really close. They were a little bit too big because they were like kind of a big Snickers, but and a little softer than the real deal. Not quite as hard, but uh, flavor was on point. Jenny Kush and medicated too. So Jenny Kush, she made one. Would make Snickers and yeah. Uh, yeah, she would make some Snickers a few times. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's one of those things. That the concept Medicated is great. Snickers. Yeah, the concept is great. And when you're a kid in the commercials, you know, you always got like fucking like as you see the thing getting dripped on with oh, chocolate. Dude, you're it's like, still you're good. Like, I'll never. <laughs> you're acting like it's trash. It's not. It is trash. trash. It is trash. Chocolate right. wise, is trash. Whatever. All, anyway. all commercial candy is trash. Yeah, I was yeah, say. yeah. It's try uh, try it's some of the Amy's candy bars. I've they, had Amy's. I've I mean, had Amy's. their Milky Way is pretty close. Their uh, Turtle Bar is pretty close. To the to the real thing, you know. I had Amy's mac and cheese like mac two cheese, weeks mac ago. And is yeah. you talking about like the vegan? That's type? Ann. That's or, uh, no. This is Amy's. Amy's. Yeah, Angie's. No, Amy's. Amy's. <laughs> Angie's. Angie. Dude, it's like vegan mac and cheese. It tasted the weirdest shit. Ever. Oh, you got the vegan version that wasn't even like the right. 
you got the probably like I don't even know what it you was. Go, dude. No, it's Annie's. Is it rice? That's Annie's what is what it Annie's. is. I couldn't yeah. even finish. Was it rice? I couldn't even finish. <clears throat> rice pasta. It was macaroni and cheese. Yeah, but it was made out of rice pasta. But I don't some know. of their stuff's not bad. But they got bought by General Mills, so I quit buying their shit. Exactly. See, you, Everybody's going to get bought by I, everybody. That's think, the same thing's going to happen in the There's some holdouts. There's some holdouts. You think the way I think. So I, I well, it's much, just like Barnes & Noble, right? No local does. He's bookstores. Like, he reminds me a little bit of some things he said of like you, but the less hairy version of you. you well, know? no, the idea that... Like, less like, terroristy. Like, he, he, he understands that if he doesn't... If somebody gets bought up by somebody... I'm being reserved. It's my first time. Their morals are out the window because you know who they are. You're like, oh, these guys are definitely not yeah. looking out for my interests. Right. They're like, what is this organic whatever? Yeah. Just put regular and say it's organic and we'll be fine. Sure, no one's sure. going to check. Well, I mean, General boy. Mills admitted to all their cereals being yeah. concocted. Well, I mean, before they were genetically modified, they put so much sugar and stuff in them to try and hook. They said their mantra was to hook kids young yeah. and keep them eating General Mills <laughs> into adulthood, right? Of course. So, so um, I don't do any of those kind of companies. I mean, I've got blacklists. I, I do yeah. a food blog, too, if you want to have a oh, talk nice. about that sometime. Tell, tell, us, about do, tell us about it. Tell us about it. Uh, it's called Food Fury, That's and it's awesome. an amalgamation of cooking mm-hmm. up a storm and being pissed off about the food industry's current food. So you are cooking while you're doing the show? Or? Oh, no. We, we're not doing a... No. We're not doing this yet. I want oh. to, but oh, okay. yeah, you got to rent a cooking show. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, That'd be too. cool. Because yeah. I'd like to get get mad. Well, getting mad too. cooking doing a podcast at the same time. Those three combinations are great. Just come and eat the just food. Like, yeah, we could have a couple people spend. just come. The panel would be there to eat the food. That's awesome. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. But and, yeah. I'll even shut up if it's. I watch food. all. <laughs> did you watch the Did you watch the new thing on Netflix about all the food stuff? The, um, oh god, I I can't even watch them. I mean, I get I don't so watch those. Off, I, can't I can't watch, watch that it. stuff because well, it's good because it's about all the dirty fucking tricks in the industry. Yeah, right? so I don't want to. Those know are the ones shit. I can't watch. They just piss me off. Well, you know all of them. So the yeah. thing I feel good when I watch it with my wife because I'm like, oh, we already know this kind of stuff. It's just being like shown to us. Yeah, I'm glad that it's out there. See, I'm the bastard that doesn't want to know. And I tell people all, (laughs) you know, I'm literally the guy who's always like, like, you're not going to eat that, right? And they're like, what do you mean? And you're like, dude, come on. It's it's, it's made out of fucking styrofoam, basically. And they're like, what? And you're like, it tastes good, though. It's like, okay, whatever. And then we're getting to that point now where all that shit is just kind of coming out where it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I just, so I'm from Illinois and I just went back and every time I do, I have to eat whatever I can get. I mean, you're talking to people like, what you do you mean pork lumin- rinds don't have vitamin C? It's like, they don't, you know, you can't. You have to eat, lum- eat Luminelli's every time you go back. Is that how you say yeah. it? Luminelli's? <laughs> well, like when What's we that pizza da- place in Chicago? Luminelli's? Oh, I'm, I'm from South. Luminelli's? There. Springfield we, is where I'm what, from. But, well, oh, it's, it's funny because when we were in Springfield here, Colorado, at the Ryan Laughlin's farm, his hemp farm, it was like, kind of weird because we went down there and then we were like oh we're gonna because everybody was like you know oh we didn't have any veggie options for you and it's like oh it's cool we'll just go down to the store and grab something right so we went down and we're like dude it's just meat there ain't no fucking veggie options <laughs> in a fucking town of farms you know what yeah. i mean it was like everything was canned really or oh, so yeah, are you vegetarian yeah, yeah. like that um, mostly i eat <laughs> yeah. fish but there's no fish for the longest time wrong. i had no clue what the hell out of me yeah i ate fish and, and i, ate I dairy. still don't I don't care about. I'm not too crazy. I'm yeah. like, I'll eat dairy. I'm not vegan, right? So, me so, either. So I'll eat. But have you tried vegan bacon? Oh yeah. Oh, it's all different. The right with the rice paper. Uh, it's the most that? insane thing. What that? are we talking about? Now? So like, <laughs> I tried lots of different. You about? take the rice paper, you uh-huh. double it up, uh-huh. cut it into strips, and then uh-huh. there's a marinade that you you know dip it in water, dip yeah. it in the marinade, and you bake it. Uh-huh. And I I told my girlfriend Allie, who's a vegetarian, I never did that one. She's like. Oh, I have this recipe we're going to try. You know, for two months, I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You yeah. know, I don't want to eat this. But she made it, yeah. and I was like, what the hell is this? That It looks like bacon. It smells like bacon. Well, it course. tastes like bacon. Yeah. So, because I'd always said, if you can find oh, me a bacon replacement, Dredd, Dredd will be mad if he heard that. Right, he's now. gonna have it. and He'll say it won't even taste. This it. is not like bacon. Oh no, you can't. 
I, everybody I've given it yeah. to, they said, if you didn't tell me that wasn't bacon. Oh, but they don't have the fat part. Know. It's more the crispy side. It's the thin I crispy. Don't know. That's the only thing. You thin. can't get the thick. No, I don't really. believe you. You can't get the fake fat. I'm gonna, I believe you. I'm not calling. I'm not saying you're not right, but we're going to have to see about I've this I've got a picture of it. That's a picture. I'm talking about taste. I've got a video. Okay. I don't care what it looks like. Slide over. Let him jump on. No, just slide over that If it tastes like bacon, I'm cool with that. Dredd said that Adam eats baby rabbits. We're on the vegetarian tip, so we brought. <laughs> Dredd said Adam. Listen, I just flew in my is number one vegetarian right guy. He just came in. He just came in because he's going to defend, and he's going to tell me right now he eats penguins or something like. Oh, dude, I eat penguin meat. I'm sorry. Vegan penguins. Hey, what's this? Though? You can't eat penguins. They make every now uh, vegan shrimp. They got you know just, vegan chicken. I was just talking about the vegan. Why is bacon. that trapped under there? Oh, f- that's faking. It's trapped. Yeah, faking. Bacon. I don't know. It's, Can't no. figure it out. It's trapped, bro. I think it's over it's here. Under this oh, it's over there. See, this is the typical. Okay. What? That's it. That's good. I don't know. They have fun. You don't need headphones. It's all good. No, I'm good enough. Let's see. Okay. Here, watch this. Switch them. Switch. 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 Oh. Switch. Yeah. yeah. All right. And for my first track. For my first trick. So I'm going to show you the bacon and then I'm going to take off. Yeah? That's cool. Show me the bacon take off? Okay. Yeah, what show time is it? Sorry, 6.30. We're almost done. We're, we're on the final, no, cool. we're the final wraps. Whatever. We're on the final wraps. We're doing the... We're, What's we're your name? I'm Ross Book. Ross, Ross Book. Book, man. Yeah. What is that? Sean Bookman. You know? Yeah, just Sean. Yeah, yeah, Sean's Sean. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Did you come in and defend... Defend vegan he's, bacon? He's here to defend <laughs> vegan bacon everywhere. You mean faking? Oh, <laughs> FLTs are the best. You know? <laughs> little vegan, little veganaise, you know? Fake yeah. Like, you know, no, but he's got, a, he's got a pretty interesting recipe. That doesn't he, sound right, It man. was a rice paper. You ever heard of this one? Oh. The rice paper version? The rice paper vegan bacon. Oh, wow. They're taking it deep. I saw a zucchini. Oh, no, we're not. You're just eating paper, zucchini. bro. We're eating straight paper around here, dude. <laughs> stacking paper? We're fucking God, just eating. Just chomping chomp on the air. You know, life force. I'm gonna. Know. I will say for dread right now and for me that until I have this, until I taste this, I'm gonna I, I am slip it in bullshit. on you. I'm slipping it in on you, and you'll be like, dude, you, you, I don't even know. Sometimes yeah. it's so good you won't even know. A lot of people. I don't believe you. You got to protect the yeah. fat part. You got to come up with the fat. I don't believe it for a second. You know, is hemp. That, hemp is that has, rice paper right there. People keep yeah. telling me you could oh. have meats, bacon, etc. From veggies, and I'm like, I don't. Look, I, don't I just don't know. I don't know. Have you seen the Beyond Meat? Pea protein, yeah, yeah, yeah. isolate burger. No, they're taste, good. Feels they're and good. Looks like hamburger. They drip. They drip red juice. Like yeah, no, it's, it's, it's beet. So juice. I did have a hemp burger juice. before. Yeah. It's pretty delicious. I had one Here. of Carla Boyd's hemp burgers from Hempway sure, Foods, great. and those actually, I will say that those were pretty good. But it still didn't taste like. No, no, no. Close to it's, it's. I mean, these do. They're, they're right, called right, me. No, they're like you can get, actually, you know what you can. Them. No, you can get one right here next door at Burger Fry. They have them there. Oh yeah, Burger they have Fry a hamburger at Burger Fry. No, they, they, have, a, they have a Beyond thing. Meat burger. Oh yeah, at Burger Fry. It's pretty at amazing. Burger Fry. I did walk into this. Uh, and then you get all the, and, and then you get all the fucking fixins that it makes it taste just like. Whatever so I walked it into Native Foods or whatever it is. Those are good. I'm looking at the menu. I'm thinking that oh, I want to order a burger. It looks like they got meat on there. Not a single piece of meat on there. They're they're chicken. They're chicken deals. I walked right out. No, they're. Chicken deals fire. Dick, You've had that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their yeah, chicken, their fake chicken is like, I was like, man, I want this recipe because oh, this is the yeah, fucking Yeah, no. Phenomenal. I eat like shit. It, it, I mean, it's, it's I'm bagging on this and saying this is bullshit, but I eat like shit, so I have no room to talk. <laughs> you know, the greatest thing on in, uh, hemp has more protein than it. Oh, yeah. Meat, yeah. You know, it has more omegas and fish. You know, so really through the plant kingdom, it's, you know, I'm not sure. It's all there. Our, it's all yeah, there. It's all there. I don't think our bodies are actually meant to eat meat. You know, our intestines are a different length than meat eaters. Our, our teeth are different, you know. Look at the jaw. Like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, like, exactly. Just give somebody some snargles sh- and let them. I mean, rah, I've been. Rah, rah, rah. Oh, yeah, you're grinding. You're, oh, you're how long you're you been? Snargles. <laughs> 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 
Were you what? born? You were born vegetarian. Born vegetarian? Yeah. No, I ate until I I started eating it's a uh, vegetarian around twenty. You grew up on the farm. In Nick, or I don't, Nick's gonna have the no. crazy. No, did I make that up? You made, made that, that up. up. I totally Tennessee? made that up. Tennessee. You know the farm? It's like it was oh, like one the, of the, the hog farm. Yeah, something they the made the first v- vegan oh, cookbook. I'm thinking, the, uh, I'm thinking the acid guys. No, not the acid guys. These were no, like uh, no. they were they were hippies, in the, but it doesn't. No, matter. it was a different group. Different group yeah, of hippies. Different, different I was in Chile. Groups. I wasn't making. We weren't doing that shit. Yeah, we were Chile, Chile, down in South America, partying. We were partying. I, mean, I, I don't know, man. I do need to uh, expand. I do enjoy good food, but the problem is food is so expensive that it's hard to kind of sway out of your I comfortable always, range. I look at know? it. I look at it like it's straight up health insurance. Like I'll go in. Like, I mean, like yesterday, I was there. Yeah. Yesterday, I spent two hundred and twenty bucks because it's all my for my kid, and it all goes into my kid. And probably like I get like twenty bucks. He gets two hundred bucks. Right. And it's just pretty much like, damn, this shit stacks up. But it's all like. Yeah, dude, have to do it. Can't. Yeah. can't Two hundred bucks was nothing. That was maybe that was probably like a what, a week, maybe not even. No, we'll couple go a week. It's a couple days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it's like that's insane that it costs that much, man. <sighs> but that's the best because yeah. let your food be your medicine, your medicine be your food. It's better. It's good to it's have. Better, I agree I, that I it just is feel good like to you have, have to do it. Eat good food. Otherwise, like, I, I, I'm just talking about taste here. Yeah, I'm not talking about it, whether it be good to you and better. If you have something organic. Non-GMO, something natural, it's going to taste better than a high C drink. If you have like fresh fruit juice, it's going to. Once taste you get better. over the hump of like yeah. the short-term fucking like deal, like you, oh, I gotta have that high fructose fucking make me, you know, like that's yeah, what yeah. people get. They don't even realize they're hooked on that kind of style of sugar, and that sugar is like not worse than crack, like oh, for the brain, like worse. more addictive yeah, than yeah. crack. Uh, you know? I don't know about that. I, mean, I don't know. They say the same, it registers the same uh, sensory. I want you to look at this. Thing. I've never been. I've never been addicted Tim? to crack. His mic's not on. Tim, I give you vegan bacon. There it is. Yeah. I've never and, been addicted wow. to crack. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. Is Mike, no, no. I mean, it looks That's interesting. Good. It looks compelling. It. it does look compelling. That looks awesome. How do you feel? <laughs> how do you <laughs> how feel after you eat? When you say you eat poorly, how do you feel? I mean, wow. It's really crazy. Depending on what you All eat. Right, send me that recipe. I will do. That. I mean, depending on what you eat, you may not <laughs> have online. the energy that you, you can pay. You can look at I mean, you the energy you want, et cetera. That would be yeah. the Adam Dunn show. You know, I know what you're saying. You know, I get you. what you're like, saying. Digestively, um, like when I was playing devil's advocate meat. slightly here. Too. No, it, it's fine. And uh, I'll stay on the angel side. <laughs> but uh, you know, it takes a long time for meat to process through your intestines. Like you have, you know, uh, meat in your your body for like weeks before you, you know, weeks. Drop one. Yeah. Yeah, Man. versus like versus like a vegan or vegetarian diet, you know, you're you're making a bowel. Yeah, poop, if you have a bad, if your system's not, we poop a lot. Yeah, we poop. Hold on, excuse me. We poop. poop. <laughs> My skinny ass. <laughs> no, and I understand. I'm all over, dude. I'm I get go that eat what I'm you eat is it. important and rice um, processed rice foods paper? and all these these shitty sugars. Shish. Those are the things that I would like Shish. to eliminate Shish. from from my diet eventually. This is the processed sugars Your diet. This is and the, the Tim Mar- Wait a minute. Meats. This is the Tim Martin diet we're talking about here? <laughs> no, we're not talking about this. I don't even know how this came know, into play. I we started talking it. about bacon and I'm I'm just oh, defending bacon's hey, Defend uh, away. Uh, defend away. Defending mm-hmm. bacon's Vegans, don't be calling no vegans. From the, the I'm from the planet vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the planet vegan. You know, uh, we have a term. Um, see Scott always. Oh. Scott and Pamela, Pamela, sorry, Scott and Pamela are always dissing on vegans and vegetarians. I don't know. Uh, come don't on, know that. there's a lot are. of every vegans. They always so. are, and I'm always uh, laughing because I'm like, come on, guys, you cannot sit there and. De- Defend. Of course, Scott's from Alabama. Well, he's out he's straight bow up hunting, bow, bow hunting. Hunter. Yeah, exactly. I kill what I eat. 
I'm like, I bet more not fish all the time. in my diet is what I do. I've tried to add There's more no fish. There's no good fish in the anymore. Diet. Hardly any good fish. Whatever. It sucks. It has a lot of uh, mercury. It's got, got a lot of Fukushima yeah. in it. Is what it's yeah, got. It is. A whole lot of Fukushima in my fish. Serious. We got to watch out with the bigger fish. Can't be. I mean, that's the shitty part. Is is that we're all we're all so. Uh, what's that? I don't know. I'm getting technical direction. Maybe start. This is starting to come to a close, possibly. Here. No, it, is, it, it is. It is. We're on the we're on the final stretch. Final stretch. Final stretch. Keep keep your ten minutes. Come on, keep your shit together, dude. Don't ten fall minutes. apart. Yeah. Don't fall apart. Don't fall apart. Oh, you're hit. You're trying to hit the three hour mark because you we started do. forty we minutes always late. Do, we always do three hours. All right, I got you. We're, I got we're, you. We're dedicated like that. Three hour tour every time. No, I get it. Three hour a broadcaster. Tour. Yeah, I know. I understand. I know what you know what three hours means. Yeah. I hope. I mean, I hope no. like three hours. I mean, what's that? That doesn't make sense. We, then we get into talking about how the scheduling. <laughs> oh, let's talk about your thing. What's going on? The reason why he's here is because what's this? Ganjasana. Yeah, we have. Uh, I have a friend. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know if I could do some to say something about this wonderful yes. place we're broadcasting from. Do it. You know, we're do here it. at one 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 Broadway, eleven eleven, right through the gateway. One the Metlo. The Metlo. Metlo. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I do a, a weekly party, a reggae party on the rooftop every Sunday at 4.20 to 7.10. You can look into the times, you know, for your own benefit. And, and then there's a little comedy. Comedy album. Max, you yeah, know, right comes after right that. after. So it's really a wonderful way to celebrate Sundays. I think I was going to go to the one maybe a week before this, but it, it snowed like a mother truck. Yeah, yeah. But we'll have a heat. It's supposed to be nice on Sunday, so calm. I don't even think I could get here that one Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, I would have yeah. come if you could get here, but there's no traveling. True. That's yeah. what people don't understand about the Metlo Roof, too, is that it is a, it's not like a shoddy tent. It's an enclosed nice tent. No, it's a proper place. And it's, it's nice. Proper. It's yeah. nice. Oh, it's toasty. We had our yeah. T-shirts on. I started sweating. We were dancing the right. It felt like we were in Jamaica. You know, it was nice. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got some ganja chai up there. It's a good time. Yeah. You know, and uh, I do have a good friend. You and you have to RSVP. What's the deal? Oh, yeah, exactly. You have to RSVP. You know, just look us up, you know, Reggae Party at the Metlo and this RSVP because it's a, it's a private event, you know. Um, we like got to get these things going again, these get-togethers going well, again. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's what Here we're we are trying, trying to do now. First Fridays come? When is that? Every, every first every Friday. Fr- every first Friday. <laughs> a lot of people ask me what yeah. day it is. I'm like, it's yeah. first Friday. Bro. Wait, like, which Friday? Uh, <laughs> like even 420, I had that the other day. I was telling somebody, yeah, so 420, we're doing this. And then they're like, so what date is that? You know, and it's like, it's 420. That's the like, that is the date we've been talking about the whole time while we're talking. Yeah. And, um. You know, I have a I have a friend that uh, came with me today. You know, we're talking about sure. offering some private yoga classes oh, up on the rooftop. Pump the yoga Just spin the mic over to yeah, her because we, nobody wants to talk to you anyway. Yeah, exactly. There there we go. Go. <laughs> Signing out. Let me hand it over to the fair, yeah, fair one. Yeah, cool. So, and so you guys are starting next this week already, or is soon it? come? Oh, soon come. Yeah, uh, of course. So it's a uh, very it's very official. This is Rachel from Ganja Asana. Nice. <laughs> yes, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, tell us about your your style of style. Of, what style of yoga are you doing? First of all, let's, so let's get, let's get it Let's get technical. <laughs> we are really using yoga to help build relationships with the cannabis plant, mm-hmm. and so seeing the cannabis as this sentient being and as a plant in which we can alter our consciousness for health and well-being to really tune in rather than tap out. And so we're using the practices of yoga and Mm -hmm. meditation and mindfulness to deepen that connection to the plants. Yoga on the rooftop. Yes. I like that idea, though. That's how you like it. Fire yoga. Fire yoga. I I always like the idea of yoga. 
Of course you do. I do. <laughs> of course you do. Not from a not from yo giggity. A, not from a not from yo a participation. Giggity. Not from a participation point of view. I'm sure. From a like, audience I approve, point of view. I approve. I approve of girls in yoga pants on the rooftop. That is the. It is it's the more positive. It is 100 you know, percent the uniform of Colorado. But I have friends that are starting to do this more and more. Even dudes that are as they're getting older, you know. Hey. Um, it's, it's really good if you have, like... Helps. When you have, like, like you don't realize you got back issues or something like that. And then yeah. all of a sudden you do that. And you're like... Because my wife always forces me. I, I'm like... I'm like a, I have to get forced. And then it's like, all right, I'm in pain. She'll be like, all right, get the mats out. And then all of a sudden I'm doing yes. my four poses that I have to do. And then I'm like... Yeah, it does feel better, but it doesn't mean I go back and do them again because I'm terrible. I'm the worst. But, but Stephen Chang went to hot yoga last but week. But I had a herniated disc, like almost, like it was at the edge. It was so close. I was like, I couldn't. I was paralyzed-ish for a little while, and yeah, I was all horrible. messed up, and I fell down, and it was like all weird. Yeah. And she like popped, kind of pulled it back out, and then made me do a bunch of yoga things. And then by the next day, at first I thought I'm done, dude. I'm done for six months. I'm like out. And then all of a sudden, by the next day, I could move a little bit, and then move a little bit more, and then Yo, all of a sudden giggity. I was like. Yep, that actually worked. Yeah, she yoga. got me to do it for three days in a row yeah. that time because I was almost dead. <laughs> but besides that, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm dying. Plus, plus that, show me what plus you Plus, Joe Rogan here was talking about it recently. I hate to bring up Joe Rogan, but yeah, even though I'm a fan of him, um, he's just too popular. <laughs> Bastard. Anyway, he did this uh, this Sober October thing, and in it, they did like, I think he did like 15 hot yoga classes or whatever, but then jam-packed a lot of them in like a one-week period, and... If he's telling me something is exercise and does well and is, is, is you know, hard for him to do mm-hmm. and makes progress for him, that's, I can think, the misconception of yoga is that it doesn't do a whole lot. You're just sitting there stretching or whatever. But once you actually get into it, you do hot yoga, you do something. I mean, I mean there's, there's real, some there's, of you people are just crazy thing, with it. The thing about it is there's a lot of growth In a good involved. Way. So if you can go, like... Couple, like that's where I'm obviously not growing very quick, but, but in jet, well, I, can, in, I can see people change their shit real quick. When they in do. practicing yoga too, you know, it's it's that practice of your daily ritual, and mm-hmm. so it's almost preventative for future injuries. And you know, people in the cannabis industry, if you're growing too, it helps you stay, start your day with meditation, stay limber, and keeps your head straight and re- on the you know right path, well, work, working your brain as much as your body. Well, everybody's so absorbed in their own little things now that it's like now finally they're like kind of coming out with like hey we have these credible studies and we figured out that if you just give yourself like 15 minutes of meditation a day it's like no shit Sherlock you know what I mean it's like of course you know of course everybody does but the problem is that we're all so like all right, you wake up, you're like, all right, what did fucking Trump say this morning? Like, uh, you know, like you're starting your day off all fucked right out of the gate because we're so absorbed in like, like, you know, I'm guilty and a lot of people are, you go to bed like, you know, with so much going on and then you don't give yourself that time and then you wake up and you go straight into it and it can be like crazy when you don't think about it and then all of a sudden when, you know, other people uh, spend just even a little bit more time with themselves, it's like, you don't, you don't realize how much you're getting out of it, but you do. You yeah, the, um, the still, you know, yoga really means the union or the yoke, you know, and to be the charioteer of your mind, you know, to like slow things down and really yoga and the asanas that people do, the stretches, the poses, that really is to prepare people for meditation, you know, to get a still mind and get mm-hmm. into the source and just like, you know, rest Adam done for a little bit, you know, and then you'll even come forward mm-hmm. stronger, you know, like, um, but yeah, I mean, Rachel, um, you know, has a unique story and, you know, with cannabis, it's, um, and yoga, it's been the healing for her and, you know, she brings that, um, sacredness cause you've studied down in South America with plant medicine and stuff. Nice. And so she kind of integrates with, like I used to own a, 
a yoga center in Asheville, North Carolina. It was well popular. You know, everyone used to, we had this big venue next door. So Michael Franti used to come and do yoga, and Mickey Hart used to pass through and get massages. And it just became kind of like a cool venue. New York Times wrote about it, and different things like that. Yeah, thanks, brother. And, uh, you know, so I have experience within running a popular yoga. And now Denver is like the biggest yoga populated class-wise in mm. the country. And, of course, we know cannabis is so popular. So I'm like, yo, it's time to merge ganja and yoga. And I met Rachel, and we do these ganja yoga ceremonies where I do live reggae music and some Indian music. And she does her plant ceremony and yoga classes, and it's taking off like wildfire. So here at the Metlo, we're about to launch this fire thing and integrate the yoga and the herb and just deeper like yeah I, I mean we all love you know it's beautiful to look good in yoga pants you know and feel and all that that's <laughs> all he's thinking right I know now. I know that's I got so through your hat you're like yeah. oh, yoga and pants. that's fine but you know <laughs> partly being a smart ass and using that yeah <laughs> but when you blaze and get really I, the yoga pants even look better when you get yeah. you know, no but what? hey no better. but Excuse me, but you know, <laughs> we're just combining these two things that are very popular right now yeah. and good for people to make feel people feel positive. We just want to bring positivity into the community and no, make no. people, you know, that, all that awesome. stuff. You know, I so, gotta get I gotta get myself a pair of yoga pants. I mean, where am I own in yeah. my own yeah. in my own place? It's comfortable. You gotta be comfortable <laughs> for class. Comfortable. Shut the fuck. All right, so I will show up pants. to the class. Yes, the metal on the roof. Yeah, in your yoga, yoga pants. pants. Oh yes. yeah, yeah we're prepared, it. ready to get my mind <laughs> right and centered. Then I'm coming. It's gonna fuck everybody else's couch up. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, really? Walk in and be like, oh my. And you know, it's a, it's a lot about education too, about the plant, how to work with the plant, understanding how it's cultivated. We do meditation with the vermicompost, with the worms. Mm-hmm. Um, you can hold the fan leaves, you can hold the flowers, and really get to know the plant on this intimate level. All the herb we use is cultivated in no-till living soil, and we really, um, you know, try to have the highest standard of working with a safe, clean plant medicine, Mm -hmm. and then educating the consumer on how to cultivate medicine that way, and then how to work with it in your yoga practice. Nice. We've had uh, a dragonfly earth medicine on the show. Oh, right on. So we're... We are our our crowd is definitely familiar, which is good. So that's like and that and that and reality is and we, the last two we we did a, we do the sort of competition, uh, and without you know any like very loose, no guidelines as far as what you can grow it in or whatever. But just out of uh, people who in, who actually the people who entered testing each other's weed because it was all in the inside there was no like a third party in that sense it was like the people who actually entered got to test their other people's weed and every time it was a top top was uh was was organic you know and i was like yeah. okay can't beat go. mother nature and she so knows like, how well, to grow it the well, best with her soil food web so and that was, and that was <laughs> the flavor and the, just the flavor vibe and all that so it was kind of one of those deals where it was like oh look proof is in the pudding there, yes. there you go and this is with the people who actually you know and you know some of the stuff looked better maybe or looked whatever but it's like at the end of the day it's like that's what you taste and you felt and you, and you just, worked just like uh, vegetables and fruit when they're commercialized they might be the shiniest biggest uh-huh. apple you've ever seen but when you taste it, it doesn't have like mm, yeah. you know the real taste like a piece of organic fruit Root, exactly. organic herb. So, yeah. so um, we're at the three hour marks. So we're going to close it down. But, but you guys plan on doing that before, like on Sundays before the other stuff, and then do it earlier. And well, we like haven't that. we haven't solidified everything. You know, just stay in touch with the yeah. Metlow and follow us. You know, and yeah. check out Ganja Asana. That's a full. Now you got a full Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to do a full off. Sunday, but you yeah. know, really, I think there's the potentiality, and we want to do it 
every day, you know, right. like a 7.10 in the morning, a high noon, a 4.20 in the afternoon. Jesus Christ. I, I think we're going to be bubbling, gandhi yoga, 24-7. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know yeah. Matlow right. is such an amazing, I mean, Adam, you know this, mm-hmm. more, this is an amazing venue mm. here in Denver. We have such a wonderful access to the rooftop and the view of the city and the mountains. And Exactly. The word needs to get out about the parties. Exactly. We have like the best parties and we're The chat room, you guys got to help do that. Like the word of mouth. You have to move here. Back in the day when we had just like, nobody was talking about how there were like seshes and how it was like social use, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just word of mouth. People just showed up, congregate, they were just drawn to this place. We don't have that anymore anywhere in Denver. There's not a single spot that people go to. Mm -hmm. There's a few sideways places, B, C, you know, type spots, but there needs to be a premier spot. This is, it's Zen here, right? I mean, we're trying to build it. Definitely. Yeah. And on that note, thank you very much, Tim Martin. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Make sure everybody, if you get a chance, I do have uh, JDR from this last Friday that I did. Um, straight news. JDR, it's right an hour there. news. Catches you. JohnDoRad.io. JohnDoRad.io. And you can also subscribe on uh, iTunes and Google Play. And here we're going to be adding, um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to add a grow segment. We talk with some people from Oregon. Um, try and talk with Andrew, which uh, I mentioned this a long time ago to him too. Uh, Andrew B. Mm-hmm. Talk with him, um, Living Soil, etc. Uh, the Geek Farms guys really uh, stoked with those guys. I might add some video game stuff into the mix on Twitch All too, right. and try and Your get. Time's up. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Try and move everything to Twitch and work with uh, maybe Adam on some stuff and do some interviews maybe with him too. So. Oh, yeah, they, 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 you had to throw that in. At the end. Well, I know that's to save your ass. No, it's not to save my ass. It's all right. We've been talking for. I, I will come back on your show. We've been talking since 2009, probably yeah, about bro. doing now we're a radio do station. We're finally doing it. No, we're not out of your bedroom. Doing a radio station with multiple shows, having having programming, mm-hmm. you know, 12 to 24 hours a day, and. Uh, we, we keep we keep talking about it. Let's yeah, let's right. do it. We need a Word spot. Power sound. Anyway, go to johndorad.io. Jesus Christ, that was fart to your couch. You invited me in here. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. Goodbye. Uh, Thanks, I want to thank Kelly from Left Hand Hemp hanging in here. Look, he stayed the whole show. He was ready to leave earlier, and he's uh, like, yeah, I was getting thrown off by the time. I forgot. Do you wait? Did, I'm going to ask That's you right. a personal question here. You, do you smoke at all? Or is that not? See, uh, I'm not saying he's gonna go. He, not where, gonna that wherever he goes, yeah, he has to work wherever he goes. He's staying, he's staying right smart. now, after this, is what I'm saying. He's we're gonna done. smell like weed. Like, mm-hmm. when you oh, walk out of when you yeah. walk out of here. Yeah. Oh, he'll be fine. He got contact. Clam baked. He'll be Clam fine. Baked. Everybody wants to get out of here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, hey, chat. Okay. Big up, Adam Dunn. Thank Big you, up, Hood Ross, Lab. Ross Book coming. Poop. Poop. And then, thank you, MTI, and thank you, KTI. And thank you, Josh, in the background, hiding there, making the, making all. Now, did you notice that we have tickers at the bottom now with all the names sliding across? Looks all pro and shit. This is the first time we ever got that rolling. Uh, so, awesome. uh, I forgot your name too. Rachel. Rachel. Thank Rachel with Ganjasana. Yeah, thank you. And if anyone wants to check, we have a uh, ceremony this Sunday in Boulder at oh, Earth Yoga Boulder. So, that, okay, cool. And then they yeah. can check that where? Where was that? Uh, Ganjasana.com. There you go. That was thank it. you. All right. Cool. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Thanks One for love. In. Thank you, uh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick, who just did his first jujitsu class yesterday and today. So what, he's wait, he started jujitsu? Yeah. He did a chokehold on Maybe I need night. to start. So I, like, I, well, I want to start jujitsu. Maybe I need to start with Nick. <laughs> go to the, yeah, you can go to the same, you can go to the same place, and then right after him is, uh, is, no, with is a bunch of young. his class. Oh, yeah, you need to That's go. That's my level. Yeah, you're like, all right, kids, I'm going to kick <laughs> some For real, ass. dude.
They have one kid there that looks a lot like Sheldon's little kid. Remember that? And he's like a little tank. That kid will uh, he'll crush you. He's like thirteen. He'll destroy you. He'll just he'll, you'll be done. That's always been my fear. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like some kid's gonna crush me if I start. Exactly. Anyway, yep. So he's on his second course today. So maybe by the time he gets home, uh, he'll be in an armbar. I'll be in an armbar and a ne- and a chokehold. So, yep. Thank you guys. Peace. Thank you. See you, See you next week. being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sense media. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja.